Like, it's not 1960 fucking five, it's not 1980 fucking one. So therefore, I'm not gonna talk like it's 80 fucking one or 65. Like, this, these struggles of old aren't the struggles of new. Right. You know, and the, so the sound of old isn't the sound of new. <laughs> um, here I am. You know, if you're looking for it to get you, it will get you. They, they really do like me. Oh, mom. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> I'm ditching school so I don't get killed in school. Why you be looking for haters? Some of them be closer than you fucking think. Cincinnati Ho. They, that's what they call me, the Cincinnati Ho. I'm back in full effect. North side. The heat is on. It's like 87 degrees right now. Muggy as fuck. And I could. it was hard to sleep last night just for the sheer fact. I'm not, I'm not going to turn my AC on yet. Yes, my elderly neighbors have their AC on. Okay, fine. I'm a strapping young man. Uh, I can lift things and deal with mugginess while I sleep. I slept on top of the sheets last night with the fan going. Uh, I will survive. I will get through this sweltering heat. I prefer it. I prefer it to the cold. Not, 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 not at night. Not when I'm trying to sleep, but just in general because of the, uh, just the trapped in factor of coldness when it's hot you know, you want to get out into the world. I mean, it depends. Obviously, we could talk about extremes here. Enough. Enough about the weather. This is. Let's do a little tour wrap-up. I'm home from my first solo tour, possibly ever, uh, where I rolled around with one Serengeti and a little Kia Soul for a couple of weeks, uh, and then we spent some time in New York City without the Kia Soul. Uh, I, I, and I was riding dirty that whole time. I didn't want to say nothing on the last one because I was still rolling the Soul. But, uh, you know, we flew into Phoenix at the beginning of the tour. And I had planned everything out. We rented the car. And we had the... Oh, I, actually, I had, I had planned for a different rental car company... That one wasn't answering the phone, so we, we switched to a different one, and Getty had a, had a Costco discount, so that worked out. We got a little discount, uh, not a deep cut, but a, but a, but a uh, surface cut, and when we were pulling out, everything was, was going swimmingly at the desk, but then when we were pulling out with the Kia Soul, um, you know, past the where they have the spikes, but facing the way that you're not going. Um, so they would pop the tires if you try to steal the car. You know what I mean? We're, 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 we're heading out, and there was like a I-Dotter T-Crosser guy uh, 
but he had these glasses. He looked, he, he had a very cool look. I don't know if it was intentional, but it was like a retro 90s. This, this was an African-American gentleman, um, very sort of nerdy looking with these glasses. And, and to me, it was, a, it was a very cool look. Uh, and when I said, hey, man, I really like your glasses, he didn't respond. And then I knew, oh, we're, we're going to have trouble. Uh, or he responded like, huh. You know, um, and and I knew immediately this is an I dotted T crosser type guy. So he he examines the situation, sees the two of us, you know, and we're kind of joking around in there and whatever. And you know, giddy for the tour, and he takes a hard, long, hard look at my license and discovers that it's expired like two days prior no like a week prior on my birthday and I didn't know this I hadn't seen this the people at the desk hadn't seen this you know this was something that uh only the I daughter T crosser guy was gonna was gonna notice and he did he said no I can't let you leave here so we had to go back in the whole rigmarole we go to the manager desk whatever Finally, they say, okay, they, you know, they didn't want us to not rent the car because they, you know, they're going to make their money on it. So they let us go uh, under the auspices that Getty would drive, I guess. He didn't have insurance. I had upped my insurance to have full coverage on everything. Uh, So it was a whole thing. Anyway, I drove that whole tour, kept it. Eight nine over, you know, just not to raise suspicions uh, of any any radar cops hanging around the per- the perimeter, the periphery of the soul. And uh, we made it. We dropped it back off in San Francisco. Now here is the 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 you know where 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 it might be a negative thing coming in was I had I did not have the time things were in a rush as they normally are especially with with me if I'm left to to be the the man of of the uh, of accounts and clocks things are rushed right and uh, I got there to drop it off at SFO uh, very late did not have time to search around for a gas station to fill it up. And I am suspicious that probably they have some, some, there's a reason why there aren't gas stations anywhere near the rental car places. They want this to happen, right? They want it. They want to tax the F out of you anyway. So they're, they F me in the B a little bit. Um, I, I, uh, dropped the car off and it, it ended up being a hundred dollars for the tank. That was normally 50. So it's like a double, double, uh, entendre, double wham, uh, double, but that's all right. Indemnity. That's okay. That's okay. Extra 50 here, extra 50 there. It's still, you're on tour. You're making money. It's fine. It's fine. The bottom line is it was a great, it was a great time. It was a great tour. Look, I want your I, if you were, if you were at the shows, I want your honest assessment. I want you to say, I think I did a good job. It's not the band, you know, it's not, 
maybe a, a, a whole exciting thing, but maybe it's more focused. Maybe it's whatever. I, I would love to do this again. I would love to travel around and go to more towns like this. Uh, I think they were good performances, but I, I want your honest opinions, please, uh, as to how you felt about the show. If you think it's something that's sustainable, that people, uh, you know, uh, that my audience likes, uh, you know, that you, you enjoyed yourself going to it, I, I need your honest opinions. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up. Let me know. Because I, I, I would love to set up more shows like this. I actually made money. I can make a living like this, doing it like this. Maybe I do the why stuff uh, out of the love, and I do solo stuff to make my living. Does that seem, I mean, I'm thinking out loud here. We could brainstorm about this, uh, about how my future will go. You let me know, okay, what you think. You got your smart individuals. You got a, you got a good head on your shoulder. Knees and toes. Mm-hmm. So let me know what you think. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. We have Gno. Gmail Gno. See how that came into my mind? Uh Marks. Giovanni Marks on the podcast today. I've known this guy for ages. You know, again, another another 15-year guy that I've known since the pretty early on in my career. He, he was doing it, uh, you know, around the same time. He started around the same time that I started, maybe even longer. And he, this guy can talk. This guy can talk. This guy's got a mouth on him. And uh, I, I pretty much just let him go. We, tan, we tangentialized uh, 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 the world in this conversation but I think it's really, really interesting. You don't really got to do much to uh, get some interesting theses out of this gentleman. He's got a lot going on in there. He's a rapper. He used to go by the name Subtitle. That was his old rap name. And he switched over to Giovanni Marks, his Christian name, his government name. This guy has a very interesting story, grew up in Compton. I'll, I'll, I'll just let you hear the story from him uh, as, he, as he tells it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to mention. You can donate to the podcast, the Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. You can buy my rap tape uh, on Bandcamp, yoniwolf.bandcamp.com. Do that. It's good stuff. That's basically what I've been doing for these concerts. Again, let me know about these concerts. I, I, I want to come elsewhere. I want to do a Midwest run. I want to do an East Coast run. I've been talking to a guy about Australia and New Zealand, a couple of guys. So I, I would love to do that. If you, I, I would love to talk to somebody about doing a little Europe run. You know, it, It's a nice way for me to travel around in, in sort of a relaxed manner without the band and all the gear uh, and I can kind of keep it a little more mellow and, and slow paced. So, yeah, I would do that. I would do that. All right. Let me know what you got. Okay. So, G Gino uh, is going to, let's just let, we're going to go to him now. And that's basically what it is, which, which is good. Believe me, that's a good thing. 
Let's get into this conversation with Giovanni Marks. Oh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just glad, like, somebody from our graduating class, like, kept it, like, 100 and just, you know, kept, like, just stayed doing, like, doing the shit you started doing and where you could, like, kind of go back even and, like, do, a, like, almost a variety show of, like, the shit you've done over the years. You can That's play basically what that was. Yeah. Like, rinsing out 90s beats, like, rinsing shit yeah. you might have sang over at one point in time and wrote as a song song, but just right. as a rap, because you could, you, it was like a rap beat, it was like a modular song or some right. shit, you know, where right. you wrote as a rap and sang it or whatever have you. Yeah. And then fucking bust over, like, mop, like the shit when you were, like, you know, the song about being, like, like the New York thing, like being right. a kid in New York. Right. I remember Anti MC used to love that song and shit, and asked me why I didn't relate to him, like, because I'm not a scared Jewish kid in New York. <laughs> I can yeah. only relate to it by hearing the story be told to me, which I think is amazing. But it ain't something for me to sit there like he's Jewish. Yeah. He could be scared in New York for the first time. I get it, you know. But that's what it's about. It's about like a What's lot of that. Doing? Is he still around? Yeah, he's going to um, law school. Okay, like, like that makes like, perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, that, that to me, hearing you do that shit over fucking like shook ones, wherever yeah. the fuck it was, was like per. I'm like, damn. So you were doing it over some New York shit, like right, why? You know, like right. I got all the like connotations of you know, like. Like hearing you rinse the cloud dead shit. Like when I was, I remember we were all out tomorrow's parties and you, you and Dosen got on stage and did that shit. And everybody was fucking, no one, either everybody was losing their shit. Like I was losing my shit. I'm like, damn, this is like the motherfucking reunion. You fools don't know this is the reunion right now. Like you're seeing like some shit, like low key. Like you're seeing this low key shit. Right, right. You know, but and to me, that's the fun part. Because I mean, I grew up in all this shit and came of age in it and everything. And like, you know, I understand the game mentality that fools. I was trying to explain to the homie this morning, like back when Anacon wasn't a label, it was like a gang. You know, you know, yeah. Project Blood wasn't like a style of rap; it was a gang, right? You know, right, like right. kind of thing, like fools. It was like you know, they were all like like ninja cults in their clans and shit, running or cults and ninja clans. You know, running around like sticking some weird doctrines and shit. Now this shit is like just like Canaan. You know what I'm saying? Fools are just doing it like that, and like you can't really, you know, like you can't fucking, you can't care, you can't be mad. There's no like damned. Indicatable. It first came from like they only, that. That shit is like moot. Yeah, every, <laughs> everybody's come from where they come from, and everybody's gone to and, many and, different places. And they're ripping. Everybody's yeah. like fools are all doing their shit. That's why I think it's so tight. Like all these young people are coming out, are doing all these styles, and motherfuckers were tripping off of. Like LA right. got the style. They took them back. They got them. They're chilling with them, getting getting Grammys or not. They're doing. You know, everybody's doing it. Like yeah. you can't really be mad no more. Like we're all up in the future, like a motherfucker. So the only thing you could do. Is either die because you're old and it's your time, or progress, you know, or and show people where you came from, where you intend to go, right. you know. And I think like that's what I saw the most yesterday that I was hella amped off of because I'm like, I know where you came from, you know, but I see where you're going to, yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm about that shit, you know. what I'm saying I'm glad enough, I'm not crazy and somebody else, <laughs> you know, who's already did it. Like you ain't gotta go do that. You can go do another rock record. You can go do a band with Nick Nick from Islands and shit and go clown and make a fucking mill probably, you know. Go right. get a sub pop deal if you want to. But the fact that you're holding it so low and doing it that way and killing it and got everybody with you, that, that's why I'm like, that's very, very, very inspiring. It's you just know? fun. It's just, it's fun to go back and do, you know, and do it, uh, I don't know, sometimes, you know, simplify it, strip it all down, do something just like to the bare bones, like back to, go back to basics. On some funny shit, I saw most Depp do that shit, like on some sound stage, and he was wearing like a suit, and he's rapping on the old ass. This is like, so like Cheech and Chong the way you're talking right now. Oh, like, some funny shit? <laughs> yeah, I know. Held, it, held in the breath. Smoking this weed? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, I saw most of that same shit. Doing what? Oh, like throwback shit? Yeah, it was just him, just a mic, and a monitor wedge. Yeah. And he was doing like that Dilla History song or some shit like that, the beat or whatever, history, whatever. And he fucking bodied it. Like, oh my goodness. Like, it was just like, you forgot. People dug it. Dug it too much. It was like, it was so good. Everybody there wasn't even clapping. There's like, 
And if you're watching it, it's like you some little YouTubers like, like what the fuck? You yeah. know, everybody's yeah. like, you know, like just gone, spellbound because when you really lock it up. People are hanging on your every word. Like you can't really do any wrong because you're just doing you. There, there's something yeah. about, and there's something about like, like I love playing with the band, and there's there's a collective energy there that happens. But there's something about the energy of one person and just like a singular like f- focused energy. I think yeah. that can be cool too. So I, I, that's what I'm trying to tap into on this tour. I think you got that real sick though, because I mean I remember seeing the um. The Anaconda anniversary or the 15 year anniversary, like, blew, yeah. like blew, blew up the Echo or whatever, and Echoplex. And I mean, I saw you with the band, but then you were rapping. So it's almost like some, like, the roots or some shit. Now, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to like, give Questlove a no. second of props, but you know, <laughs> like, I mean, no, I mean, I, 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 I love the roots. Yeah, know, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, it, it? but not the comparison, you know, it's just yeah. more along the lines. It's like, it was like a live, it wasn't like a band where it was like the typical OY stuff where yeah. like, that was like a, a bridge to another, you know, another genre. Because, I mean, that was my whole thing with the Anaconda shit. I used to get mad back in the day because I feel like I'm pretty well versed in, you know, contemporary music and whatever. And I know this wasn't everybody's agenda in the clique. You know, it was like Soul and them were kind of banging this at first and they even kind of dumped it. You know, the whole like, this is the anti thing to hip hop is, you know, different. You know, I felt like fools are that, tapping you in. You mean like the advancement of. Yeah, uh, yeah, of rap and shit where. Rap music for the advancement of yeah, mankind. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> And it was, and it was like it's like it's a good idea, and then until it started becoming like the, it was like a a, a chalk a body outline and chalk, and then the the outline started getting filled with like these pretentious weirdos that were none of you dudes. You I, know, I, yes, yes, I agree. You know, I, I think that was really just Tim's way of like getting attention. Wouldn't like, it work? Negative attention. You know, I think, yeah, I think he like controversy shit. That yeah, was, no, it's, yeah. it's just like what ended up happening though to me. People on the outside fed into that, like, that's what this is. Being listening, you know, because I would yeah. be at the record store working on me, but hearing these fools like pointing different records talking about what this is and what this isn't because of what this is. Yeah. And I'll get real resentful because I'm like, you're not even fucking with this shit because you don't even know. It's not, you know, it's like it's like any of this. But so you the, you you didn't like the anti in the beginning just for well, the for the for the I no I didn't like the, I didn't like the connotation. I always loved the music. Yeah. It was like the music I could like listen to and because some stuff was just deep, but I didn't really get it yet. You know, because I wasn't sure. really exposed to other the other music's where this was coming from. That was my whole point right. too. Like a lot, I was, I was, I was always resentful of it being called rap because y'all dudes were doing other shit. Yeah, like some of this shit, this is like rock. Like you're like on some tortoise shit, Tristezza over yeah. here. You guys are, and you guys were getting all this other music and hitting it in the head, and you're like, you know, regurgitating it, flipping it, flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. Where you were, you had transcended what the fuck hip hop even was at that point, which is why you're able to go do a homie's basement, which is why the subtle shit could even pop up later yeah. or whatever yeah. happened. You, you think like the cloud dead shit, really, really, you know, all that kind of stuff, like. You had already been on another. You're using rap like rap was using disco and like funk and all that shit to make a new form of music. You guys have made some other shit. That's an interesting. You know? That's a very interesting way to say that, and that's, I think in a way that that's true. Yeah. That's, that's how I felt. I mean, yeah. you know, as a listener, as a person who like would imagine himself a person c- c- contributing in that culture at some small point, you know, just seeing like the different like A to B levels and shit, like. I saw where hip hop was progressing from the levels of avant garde hip hop because you had AP and a pop consortium all these dudes still making yes. records and shit. But then y'all dudes weren't even tripping off of none of that shit. You took like all the avant garde shit of, of everything you were influenced by and then made that made that as your your zero line. Like if I said alcoholics <laughs> right. is my zero line, I'm not to go all out right now and go fuck with right. Christian Marquay. You guys right. took like the uh, the Ilshai Fellowship and all that shit is just that zero was line. our baseline. Yeah, exactly. Like, then, like I mean, Soul walked in having beef with LP. You know, right, when he was in right. Company Flow, you know, so you guys were already at, you started at the underground shit, yeah. and it took it to some, and you made another avant-garde. Right. You know what I'm saying? Took, took a, yeah. And that's, I mean, for me, I didn't, like... 
just digging deeper and Deep, deeper, deeper under into the ground. The yeah, like yeah. make like to where you're sitting like some other shit. You're chilling by get like to China. You'll yeah, you're in China. China. You're just chilling with with, some, with a goblin in China, hanging out. Like, oh yes, goblin, you do this, this, and this. You know, like <laughs> and, and the goblins. I know, I know. And that's what that makes it tight. <laughs> like for me, that's what was sick. Because it's like when I started making certain shit, I had no. Like, I wasn't really hanging out with the shapeshifter dudes no more. And those are the dudes who made it okay to be kind of weird. with Because yeah. they were, but they started making normal shit. I wasn't fucking with Project Blow like that because they weren't fucking with weird shit at all. You know, like, it, it, it just at the time. Re- you know, Reagan was on the outskirts. Yeah, he was like he it. was on his own tip anyway. And, I mean, the Mush dude, like, they were, that was already its own thing. Like, I wasn't even, I wasn't in that league for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it was a thing. Like, and Reagan, like, he was, I, 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 in all respects to him, he was the one ambassador from blow as like the who was just strictly rapping because he really wasn't dabbling with the beats at the time right that was able to go cross over and go to these other genres and shit all, like off the top you know and people would go fuck with them and respect them and stuff a few of us either because he was he was out of the box out, and, out uh, of like there was no box yeah, yeah exactly he, there was no box he was yeah. just on he was it was like you he like you know are you guys you whatever you know he like he like took all the cv shit and all like, cv stuff yeah. all that yeah, that was his baseline and he just went to some other shit like frank yeah. zappa or something with it yeah. you know yeah and there's no frame of reference for this if you don't listen to music. But if you listen to music, you can understand where people are coming from, even if they don't understand where they're coming from. Because they're right. too busy just channeling an idea that was an idea that was an idea that was... Like, yeah, these odd future kids, they're influenced by us, but they don't know do, that. Do they know? That's the question. Not, I mean, when we hang when we hang out, they give props because they give props because they recognize fools being on some shit that they're on. Right. And being cool. But they don't know where this shit came from like that. They were, what, five? Yeah. One? Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Eight? Hey, like, right. They were, how, do you feel, how do you feel about somebody like that Growing out of the, you know, this the stuff we came from, and and uh, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know who I'd say their biggest influences are. The Everybody, hell is that? That's the um, ice cream man. Oh, okay. Or, or maybe the corn man, the man with the little corn and the right. little, you know, one, one thing. <laughs> some some, some Central some, American peddling. Yeah, their, exactly. Their, their, uh, no, he has a big tent. I don't know who the fuck that is. That's some, that's just a peculiar thing. If we're in Brussels, he might be an organ grinder with a little monkey and shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's some <laughs> weird shit right yeah, there. That's underground. I mean, oh no, I said, plus, I'm has everything. Damn, he has everything. Anyway, <laughs> I think with our future, they're a product of a bunch of environments. You know, LA has like a real straight rapping scene, you know, and like it's a go with the avant garde weird scene. Now you're good, yeah. you're good. Chill, okay. chill, chill. And then it's like, um,. I think, like, you know, because, I mean, I, I remember when, Fair, when Supreme moved on to Fairfax and we're all chilling over there, just skating, just chilling, you know, like, fucking, it ain't about no... Right, you have that tie to that. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, that's just, that was just, I, I used to work on Melrose and Melrose is Fairfax, you know, so, I mean, all that shit kind of, like, that's just a cycle, that's just kids doing their thing, you know, but I, I think in the context of what people are tripping off of, we should be, we're more concentrated on what Kendrick Lamar's accomplished, you know, because it's like, like that TDE clique, those dudes are fucking crazy. Like the from their production of rapping over, like the Digifonics yeah. dudes and all you know all those crazy ass dudes and the um, THC well, dudes. We're more, we're more concentrated. Who you and who? The rest of like, all the L, the L A underground dudes, or yeah. like you know all the L, I mean. Right. How did I'm, they How did they surface with that? Which which to me sounds can't, like it came straight out of the L A underground. On me, like yeah. that's the whole thing. And, they, and if you listen to go, if you go back and listen to their shit, like dudes like Kendrick when he was K Dot and all this, he's been on these crazy styles, you know. Yeah. So I feel like I remember you remember you remember Slant from Onomatopoeia? Uh, vaguely, yes. vaguely, like yeah, yeah like. He and the, his real name's Ted Chung. He and the manager Snoop. Okay. Like he's been managing Snoop for like ten years or some shit, okay. twelve years. You know, okay. like, like worked his way up through the industry, like back, back, you know, behind the scenes. And um, the, like, the thing that he ended up doing, like um, I remember I saw him at Low End or whatever. He did a bunch of stuff. I saw him at Low End, at, um, Low End Theory. He was with a bunch of assistants of his and stuff. It looked kind of crazy and shit. Like they were all like some weird mob. It was tight. 
But he's like says he says and he's like, if it wasn't for him pointing at me, so there'd be no Kendrick Lamar. You know, and I'm like I, I'm like Ha Hawks and his he didn't his, That must have been a nice feeling. Like it, it, yeah. He didn't do his good kid Mass City hadn't dropped yet. I hadn't really been well versed on his back catalog. So I was like I'm like, Oh cool, hell yeah. But he was still like an underground fool. Yeah. Um, he was oh that's baby the cat. Hello he, baby the cat. <laughs> He was an underground fool, so fucking, you know, I didn't really understand the implications of what that meant. They were all behind the scenes, so they knew exactly who that fool was and what he was going to be, most importantly. And so I was like, ha ha, but don't you know, your, your fucking boss right here was beating dudes every damn morning on, like, <laughs> on Power 106, or, like, yeah. on freestyle battles and shit. And, right, and right. he was, like, kind of like, ha, like, ha ha, but he wasn't really... That wasn't he wasn't saying so wait, that, wait, wait, that was Slant managing K Dot at the time. No, he was not managing. He doesn't. He doesn't. Um, I don't know if Stampede's working with them at all. Okay. So, you know, but they, um, he's I guess just in that back scene where they're just working with all these different dudes. Because yeah. I mean, like a lot of those kids ghostwrite for a lot of those other higher tier dudes. You know, I see. So, so like, so like, like K Dot was already writing for Dre or somebody like that, and yeah. like Quick and like yeah. whoever yeah, yeah. else have you. Yeah, and like I guess the whole circle is like him. Dom Kennedy was another dude. Um, Glasses Malone was a third dude. Maybe Nipsey Hussle to some extent. Like these are all like like the dudes who are coming up right now have been all the low key industry ghostwriters for the West Coast for a quick like last gotcha. five to ten years or whatever gotcha. or seven or whatever. Okay. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, Dom, like fuck, he wrote he's the script in Kanye's new record. Like there's certain songs. Right. Who wrote that? Who who wrote that? I want a couple. Somebody songs, was telling he me wrote a couple what? songs on there because you can okay. hear he wrote his style on like on a couple and then, yeah. like Kanye kicked his style like you know but then. I was, I was who, who, wrote, who wrote the Handle My Liquor song? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't, I can't tell I like you. that song. That's, I mean, and the credits are 17 people per song. Right, right. Which so is you like, don't really know. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, and the vo- the, for some reason, the, like, the vocal stuff, they get more cagey than, like, the like the song song itself, so I don't know. Of course, because no, no one wants to, as they, a rapper, you don't want to admit that someone else wrote, wrote your, your stuff. Yeah, but with Kanye and them, he's got, they're kind of like, you know, but I mean, I guess, I don't know, it's more, it turns more of a production thing. I think when you get to, like, Farrell Monch level with it, when you're calling that kind of dude up or these dudes, and you're like Rick Ross or Nicki Minaj or, I guess, Nas and Jay Electronica, like, these kind of things, yeah, you don't want to say anything, but I mean, how, how is Jay Electronica... They're, get, they're getting shit written for them, too? Yeah, I'm like, how is Jay Electronica writing for Nas? That's tripping me out. I'm like, what? Like, this is... We're talking about one of the best MCs in the damn world, like, of maybe, all time. Maybe not anymore. Well, no, yeah, know. exactly. Maybe not anymore. And that's exactly how, you know? Yeah. So, I mean... I would think Snoop would be writing his own raps, but then when you hear that song Kush that Dr. Dre dropped, that one of those he did two singles real quick and okay. before for the um, Detox record that never came out. One of them was a song where he crashed the hundred thousand dollar Ferrari and Eminem had him up in like some HGH tank and was praying to him like I love you so much, Dre, please come <laughs> home and all this other crazy shit. Then the other video was like there is a song called Kush, so obviously they're high in the video and like everybody's in slow motion. It's like all Matrix style, so everything's frozen. You just took it from 145 different shots and right. glasses are in the air and people are doing it, you know, that kind of way out shit. And they're, they're rapping their asses off. I haven't heard Dre and Snoop this like, you know, flamboyant with the styling. And then it's not their rap. Yeah, it can't be. Right. Like Dre is like, it's like Sumerian civilization shit. You don't just wake up this tight all of right. a sudden. Like, right. I don't care right. what you're doing. Eminem, I got to be suspicious of this dude. Because I ain't heard it from but him for years. To, he used to write other people. Oh, he other used people to write Dre's raps. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but then he came out so strong recently, whereas a dude like Jay-Z has been slacking his Mac and we can hear it. Yeah. You know, Eminem's coming out like crazy man shit. Jay- like. Jay-Z is too prideful. He would not take someone else's raps. Nah, he'd rather freestyle all of his own shit from the exactly. back of a damn yacht. You know, and exactly. that, and you, but you hear it like that. He's freestyling all this shit from the back of a yacht. Exactly. You know? You're right. You're right. I, I hear that. Uh, I hear yeah, that. And then, uh, which is, I mean, it's funny because you start hearing these new dudes like Drake. And then like, who were like, yeah, he's writing with committee too. But I mean, he's coming at it from a battle rapper stance where they're all writing by committee. Yeah. You know, all those grind time dudes, all that shit. They just do that. They just like cop lines. All the, you think so? All the nah, that's what the homies told me. Like, um, I went on tour 
with the um, Cap Callis and Cadillac Ron yeah. and, and Xistero from Shapeshifters. And Cadillac Ron's a nut. He's a beast rapping, you know? And, like, every day he just had, like, a little camera in my face freestyle, and I had to just start rapping, just freestyle instantly. We were just, just like, just drilling. You, you just had to do, uh, just, 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 like, practice. Just practicing, yeah. yeah, just being on some rap shit, you know, like yeah. rap camp. And I was thankful for that because I'm just coming straight from Europe where there was, that was no camp. Right. Well, you gotta just do what you want, camp. What, you when know? were you, tell me when you were living in Europe. You, uh, you lived in, in, what, Berlin or Hamburg or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, no, I lived in, um, I lived in Berlin a couple different times. I started by living in France. And we'll get back to the battle thing because that's a very interesting thing. To well, know we can about. go yeah. to the, do the battle thing first, and then we'll go. go. Okay. Well, um, in a nutshell, we were all freestyling all the time and everything, and like they, they were kind of throwing like, "Damn, you think you know Gino should get in the grind time shit?" And they're kind of like, "Does he even want to?" You know, kind of. Yeah. And I'm like, "And I'm like, what do you mean?" You know, like, and like, nah, it ain't really. It ain't like you know what we're doing. It ain't what we're doing right now. It ain't like that. And it, it basically, it was a thing of like, let's say you and I had to go battle. Yeah. All right, but it's not like you and me how we would go battle from olden days, you know, where it's freestyles and shit like We'd that. We'd write you know? everything out. Oh, nah, here's what would happen. You, like, you, Jail, fucking Adam, fucking somebody else, and one other fool would be over your house. Be me, Reagan, no can do, maybe Peace and somebody else at the house. Right. The internet beyond both houses. We're looking, like, calling around, looking at all the battles that we, at, at the other person's been in, who we lost, who we won to, picking out dirt about them, calling other fools. Hey, what you know about this fool? Did you, right, what did you right. know about this? Serious dirt. Yeah, serious dirt. Getting lines. Let me get a line. Oh, I got a line for you. Like, line by committee when I'm, you know, like me and all those fools, you and all your homies, we're all coming up with these lines. We may even hit each other low key. Right. Like, well, let me get a, I'll trade you a bar. Okay, I'll trade you a bar. Right, right. you, you can know? say this about me. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that one. All right, right. Well, ha, 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 right. we'll get them. Right. And then you just amass like three or four rounds worth of shit, you know, essentially. And then it's like, then you go do it. You go battle acapella and shit. And it's pretty much like best lines, best delivery wins. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, that's a damn comedy routine. That's a motherfucking show. Yeah. Go do a show. Yeah. You know, no disrespect to the dudes doing that because you're like, you doing your thing. But what it's I just. It's a little weird though. Weird as fuck to me. Because yeah. I just came, in, I came up in some shit where, let's say you're playing on stage, some fool will jump on stage and start trying to battle you. And right, you gotta try right. to take this motherfucker out during your set. You're How do you feel about those times? Did, was it? Did you? Did, were you into it at those times? Like that's just the it, way it is, or or did you feel like this is weird and disrespectful? And a bit of both. At yeah. first, when I first got involved with all that, I felt like that's how I had to be and all that. But then, would, you do, just, would you do that kind of shit? Like, if somebody well, was whack, you'd be like, nah. Well, I'm, um, like when I I blow it, I would because that like I'll be in the crowd talking shit, like oh, this fool ain't tied that, and then they're like go battle and like put you, you know, like kind of daring you. It's like Jace move racy along somebody older, so you had to go. As some young dude going, uh, oh, 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 you mean you saying AC would tell you go battle? Yeah, go get him if, he's, if yeah. you think he's whack because he's just chilling watching. But they're going to send the pups out because yeah. they're not. They're, the, they're not even tripping because right. it's like this is still a dude just doing his little freestyle thing up yeah. there. You know, like that's the whole thing. That ain't, that ain't no real dude to trip off of like that. Yeah. That's just somebody rapping trying to do their thing because it's open mic. You know, right, right. so if you're in the crowd being an asshole thinking this fool's lame and you're talking big shit to a fool who just does this all the fuck time, you right. know, in his house, you know, like, go go get him then if you're so sick. That's what their whole point was. So you had to kind of go do that. And if you did that, then they're like, okay, this is You cool. got respect. Yeah, because, like, you're trying to go, on your, it's like a little dog trying to go fight a big dog. Like, oh, yeah. you're trying to go headhunt or something or fight an old sick dog or something, you know, like, right. after a while, you probably were getting some shit, you know, but it's like, at that point in time, you're just, it's just whatever, you know? And, I mean, I, like, after, after a while... Once everybody started performing, because I had no idea how the fuck you were going to go do shows. I didn't know how full, you know, I'm not, not I had no record to go get booked for a show. You know, so, yeah. you know, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about, I was like freestyling with shapeshifters all the time, all this kind of stuff. I was just happy fools were rapping. How did you, you how know? do you faction off into the shapeshifters uh, sort we, of side of things? I just, um, just weirdos. Yeah, you're, you're, you're we're weird, all weird. weird. We're yeah. all weird. We all kicked it. Like, it was like, I mean, Life Rex all was like the super homie at the time. 
I mean, still is, but I don't, you know, really talk to anybody who haven't much anymore. But at that yeah. time, I came with this fool like all the time when I was yeah. making my first tape and shit. And like I was in all this crew, that crew workforce. So radio and active, you used to be in shifters. Yeah. So like you know, fools are still cool. So like 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 life Rex on Doctor Lud- Ludacris would come around the house. You know, and I, I was living on the west side then, so they were hanging out when I was making my first tape a lot, you know. I would hang out when they were making their shit, you know, that kind of thing, like the English League stuff or, like, whatever. And then, you know, I met Circus and all those dudes later on. They, uh, and, like, they were cool, but they, it was like, they are kind of on, like, you know, on a hot one because, like, it was a thing of, like, they had been, already been, like, I'm walking in on some young whatever thing, not really knowing where everybody was at, you know, like, on, this, on the whole map thing. Because people, people kind of do that, you know, you're young, you walk in. You you weren't there you weren't there when it started off. So right. you think it's like it is what you think it is. You know, you, then you start doing your research. Oh, damn! Circus and AWOL and them were like Circus was the one white dude at all these fucking events getting damn near shot every yeah. fucking time. And they're yeah. getting called double and chased out of the room. You know, AWOL was the one dude that wasn't black as fuck. That was a mass man. You know, like yeah. killing. You know, like these little styles are like no one else's styles. Like yeah. they're making these styles. This isn't whack. These are styles that are new. They're doing their did own. Other, you know, did other people? Uh, Treat them like they were whack. Well, yeah, because circus was um, doing all kind of shit that was whack. Like, like, sure. I mean, there, there was. A, I think there was a bent in that whole camp towards really fast chopping it up and, yeah, and, 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 and syllables. And circus was the opposite. Opposite. And he, he didn't care about no form, no structure, nothing. Like he didn't give a fuck about any of those things. Like yeah. he'd be on steel rap for fucking three minutes straight. Like, yeah. And then people, it's tied on a four track tape. You know, when you're hearing this fight, like you know, like that. Um, that the, the, the farmer's market of the beast or yeah, whatever, yeah, when he's yeah. rapping like a what, like a goat or whatever, a dog or whatever, whatever. He, he, he was a monkey. Yeah, he was a monkey. There you go, <laughs> rapping like a monkey for a hundred years or whatever. But then you start doing that, you start seeing that shit every so, every show, and everything is formulaic up until you pop up, and it's just this this crazy shit that yeah. like you know. So it, that caused problems. It will cause a lot of problems yeah. because it's like that would that would unravel a lot of shit that was becoming tight. Right. You know. So as, after a while, once I started getting worked through and worked out. Then that became like the sign of fools turning pro, I guess. When Circus started cleaning up his act, everybody kind of had to clean up, you know. So yeah. it, it, it didn't become the freestyle, free-for-all no more. It wasn't the whatever-whatever session, like, get the homies up there. This fool's tight. He can rap. This fool. You know, it, it became shapeshifters trying to make, you know, a thing. Yeah. To where, you know, and then it became kind of boring to be very truthful with you because... So you liked it when it was more free and open. Well, yeah, for the music, you know, like, it, just because it was it was less... It was just weird shit. These dudes were just doing some crazy shit. So it was cool just to be able to hang out with them. I'm just thankful I got to have all that time on stage to just be out there getting used to rapping in front of a crowd because it was just like kind of the progression past Project Blow. Like rapping... Where, where at? You mean just at... at for sh- me, rapping at shows. Cause that's yeah, what I yeah. hung out with them a lot. They would always bring me on stage to go freestyle or whatever. Right, right, right. So I was able to get those... Like, like at the end of a show, you yeah, mean? Yeah, at the like end the, or in the yeah. middle. Because, you yeah. know, they, yeah, the show's like pandemonium. So yeah. like they, <laughs> at some point, fools are busting, you know? So yeah. here I come and time to go rap, you know? Like, yeah. So it was cool. Like, but I mean, it, that was more for me. It was good practice and like the, being in front of crowds, you know, like being in front of a bunch of randoms, you know, that weren't at blow, yeah. weren't going to the hood to see you kick a freestyle in a fucking corner in the middle of the night or whatever it was, you know, like you get to go to these little places like Pomona or Arizona when all the Anaconda dudes play. We play with those. All you, I don't know if you were there for that show. It was in the like naval so. base. Nah, I know Saul was there. I think Joe was. There's a few fools. Now you know you weren't there. You weren't there, and Odd Nelson wasn't there. It was a bunch of other like, and Alias wasn't there, but um. Much other clique was there, and then a bunch of shapeshifter dudes were there. We all played out on this on this Air Force base in a hangar. Okay, it was so creepy. For the soldiers, I think so, or and randoms. That's weird as fuck. And we were in the middle of a circle, like forming a big circle around everybody, and fools were just wrapping in the circle. Like it was, like it was very perverted. 
Yeah. It was a perverted <laughs> cipher. It looked, it looked perverted. Like, it was like, there's a perversion of what a cipher is. Like, yeah. I'm in a fucking military area. I might be on Groom Lake for all I fucking know right now. So, so, so you, you decided with these grind time guys. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, let's get back to this. They the, thought, yeah, they yeah, thought yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe Gino would want to do this. Well, week. no, no. They were like, they were wondering would I even be, like, they were like, would you want to do this? Not even make, thinking I would. You know, because they know where I came from. I came from the same shit you, them, all that came from, like, off the, off the top shit, the, this, right. the, 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 like the drills and shit, you know? Yeah. And that's not what grind time is. Grind time is a different thing. It's like fucking, you know, like, like four steps past slam poetry, you know, all, like turntablism battles, you know what I'm saying? We're like, you know, but with mixed in with like this, you know, this like, this, I don't even know. I, I mean, it's entertaining. It's entertaining It's definitely hell. entertaining. But that, yeah. But it's a little bit... Uh, yeah, scripted. Yeah, like to where they have like maneuvers and like sayings, like, zip them up, lock them down, do it. You know, signs and shit, props. Like that's not in the moment shit. To me, a battle's like strict in the moment. That's why the shit I related to the most was after that was like grime. When I heard like all the prior radio grime shit in like 2003, like when I was out in London for the first time or whatever, and like I'm just, it just comes on the radio. Like me and Thavius, um Beck were driving through the hood after the, uh, like the last Mars Volta show we were supposed to stay in Brixton but the dude got robbed on his front door who was going to let us stay there so we couldn't stay at his house so we were just driving around going to go stay somewhere then um, rents come like rents whatever FM just comes on and we're like what the fuck is it because these fools are just all of a sudden just busting right I don't out. know what this is this is British yeah it's like British fucking grime it's like, like Dizzy Rascal Wiley all those oh, dudes oh yeah yeah like, yeah but it's like their underground shit like their project little quote unquote you okay, know okay okay like because their shit came from just straight power radio you know so they're just up there rapping okay. in some like little like dungeon a closet with like a little plastic mic and shit and the beats playing like these fools are all amped out on like pills and shit and like like beats are going 140 just bow 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 and they're like like the one dude's rapping the other dude's like grabbing his hand and be right next you know and these dudes are like it's like double time triple time like just crazy shit like like all, all Free, freestyle like half freestyle Somebody half written yeah, yeah yeah you know like but they but fools will have I figured out what it was later fools will have verses that they already have like you know some like yeah. cause they're coming from they're coming at it like we're talking about it like we're like damn this is like Project Blow shit this is like probably crazier you know, so we knew they weren't biting us. Yeah. You know, because this was some other shit. We, yeah. we got where it was from. But Did it, it come up around the same time? Well, it, um, they were banging more like 01, like um, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. Like that later. kind of shit. Yeah, you know, but it's like, even like Wiley, like the dude who's like pretty much like the one of the, the dudes of the scene is like around 35. You know, so yeah. these dudes are like not that old with it. Yeah. But they're, 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 they're coming from two-step. Like certain dance hall ideas, that's where all the verses were coming from, and their lines, you know, they would drop certain lines and shit because that was like their, like the dance hall for, like, you know, coming with their little line, their little catchphrase verse. Then the fast rapping shit came from them rapping, like a mix of them either listening, like, because they rap over Thunder Jungle and, and shit. That or, too. Yeah. And like, but they heard shit, like Americans, like Big Pimpin', they would do all these, like, they would always drop versions of Big Pimpin', like the beat, or Thugger Shuggish Bone was the ill one. They, okay. they, they did this crazy they rap over version, that? they were just busting, like, crazy fast, like shit. So you're hearing these dudes do all this crazy shit, I'm hearing these dudes. For the first time, I'm like, God damn, this is, like, this is what the motherfuckers will be, like, this is what we should be doing. Like, we, we should be rapping over this, you know? So, it's a thing when we got home. You and Thavius thought that. Yeah. Thing. We're like, why aren't we fucking, what are we doing? Like, we're rapping, you know, we're rapping, like, quintuple speed over fucking Dead Press for the 100th time. Or Try by 12 for the 200th time. Or 2,000th time. You know, like, there's, like, there's no, like, the styles of, like, the rodeo style or whatever. Like, the Like, there was nothing, like, there was no innovation going on anymore. This shit was stagnant as fuck. Right, that was innovative in the beginning, but, yeah, after a while. After 10 years, 8 years, you know, you're like, fuck, you did it. We get it. You know, you did it. Whether you did it first, second, or third, you still did it. And you did enough times to where it's known that you do it. Right. You know, what next? You know, like, every and everybody's at this impasse. We've seen straight 16th notes. Yeah, yeah, we did it. You know what I'm saying? So... These dudes were a step to me in the direction of what was next. 
you know, like with all that kind of stuff. And like they're busting, like they, like some dudes are battling head up. They, they, you hear the mic drop, they start squabbling and shit, like fighting and everything. Oh, like, wow. you're like it was like really amped ass shit. You know, you were hearing that, and like, I mean, it would be like that, and like the, and the cybers that blow up from time to time, it would get real heated or whatever, but. It's like, it wasn't like always, you know, like you already know, it wasn't always like that. It was yeah. pretty, like, whatever, you know. And to hear something that raw, where the beats are so crazy, all this just real, like, just bugged out, like, just, like, I'm like, man, what is this production? These fools, like, I understood it, but I didn't know, I didn't know dudes were making this, and, yeah. and, and then going to go rap over it, and then rapping over it all the time, you know, and then to the point where there was hella records of it, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, this is the new shit for It's a whole me. new thing. Yeah. yeah. So, what, what, what's the lyrical content like? Lyrical content was like whatever. That was the point. Party shit, violent shit, everything. Girl all shit, that. everything. All okay. that. Because it was street shit still. Yeah. Like this was their version of street shit. Like we're talking about, you know, DJ Rashad, rest in peace. All the stuff he was dropping, that was his street shit. All his homies, I was, they're talking about pouring up cups and messing with girls and fucking whatever. That's our street shit to them. But this was, you know, with um, the grime stuff, you, you, you know, they're rapping about like, the, you know, being in the end, being in uh, E3 or whatever, you know, Council Flash. Like, they're about being in the projects, they're about being in the hood, slinging weed. Like, one dude may have a strap, you know, because the guns weren't super common out there, just getting money. Like, they're not talking about nothing that's like innovative or like, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not no intellectual time, whatever. Like, but the styles are innovative. The styles are innovative as fuck. That yeah. was the whole point. Like, Do you not care about lyrical content as much in some, in some times? Well, yeah, because if you really put a fine tooth comb and a magnifying glass to Project Glow shit, a lot of those dudes weren't saying shit. Right, right. You know, like, there was, like, there was out of 50 of them, 15 were really rapping about some crazy shit. Yeah. And, and four of those dudes were the ones you knew for, let's say, eight if you count CV. You know, so do you, do you, do you, would, would you, is that something that you notice or that you, that like out of the blowed guys would, do you think the ones that rose to the top were the ones that had better lyrical content or was it strictly the style guys really? Nah, I think it was a bit of both to yeah. be very honest with you. Like without trying to go name one name or name two names to pull it out, I would rather anybody listening to this can go do research and peel it off themselves. But I think that the dudes who really got known were the people who were multifaceted in, in their sound. Yeah. It was like, it, whether it was, like, if you're Freestyle Fellowship, you're Peace, and you're doing something like Six Tray, where it's a waltz pattern fucking song about just killing fools and shooting them and, like, going messing with nurses and shit, and, like, all that, that was the most unconventional song of the fucking time. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that was, and it's a reflection of what's going on. That was L.A. shit. L.A. in 92. Yeah, sounds like some shit. You know, a Six Tray, smoke him out the window. You could be talking about Dr. Dre for some shit, you know, but it, right. it was a whole new take on it. Yeah. You know, and that's what it was about. Like KKKK, the like um, Chaos Coup d'etat CVE song or whatever they're rapping about, like like freestyling, freestyle song from beginning to end with a live band playing about like like systematically hunting down and killing members of the Ku Klux Klan that are in hiding in general populace and shit, like like killing it, like you know like this kind of shit. Like I I didn't say anything that was abstract right there, you know, right, right. <laughs> and like the way they dropped it was so sick, you know, and just so on some other shit, like. Yeah. The, this was laying all the architecture down for what dudes were supposed to do later on if you were a fan of this type of shit. Like, if you were a fan of Sonic Youth or Glenn Branca and you were in some guitar shit, they, you listen to these records, they're going to let you know how to go do it. So with Freestyle Fellowship and CV and those dudes, really Freestyle Fellowship and CVE, you know, Afterlife as a whole, you know, they really put down the framework to influence how you were supposed to come at it. Now, if you're a Trey Loke, on the other hand, and you're rapping all crazy about just going to go, like, you know, get with chicks all day. And like Trey Loke? Trey Loke was from CVE. Okay. But he was, like, the real... He was, like, a pimp rapper. Okay. His whole thing was, like, like rapping about, like, just getting with chicks and just being, like, a, a player and shit. You know? And he, and he would go do all that shit and be about all that shit. But that had, like, a short shelf life because it wasn't like he was rapping, like, the Key Club opening for Too Short or some type of shit. Right. You know? That wasn't that that wasn't as 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 uh, respected in, nah, in, in this community. It was, it was of the city. 
of this. I mean, that, and that's the thing you start figuring out. Like, if you really looked at it closely, all these dudes were hood dudes, street dudes, but everybody was like, it was like going back to that Kendrick Lamar shit. Everybody was that one dude who wasn't in the gang. Uh-huh. Or you were the dude who would kind of be in the gang. Everybody felt like an outsider. Yeah, or you were the weird dude in the gang. Yeah. You're like the like you're like self Jupiter. You're like the weird dude from the hood. I would still go rob a fucking bank. Right. You know? but, but you're gonna be weird. You were the oddball. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that. You know, or like L.A. Cool, where you were like, you know, you were like like on kind of a G dude, maybe not necessarily in the gang, but like about some gang shit, or about yeah. not a gang gang, about like you, you were you were taking no shit. Let's say, and right. maybe you were right. in a clique of dudes who were down for whatever they're down for. Maybe some of them had some guns. Maybe some of them did some crimes. Whatever, but you weren't like a gang dude, but you're definitely down for your shit, you know? Right. Or you were like Red and Fish from CVE where you might have been involved in some gang shit. Or somebody reckless or somebody from there where you may have been in a gang. Right. Or, or the bastards where you probably most likely were in a gang. I think, you know? I, I think it comes down to, I mean, if I can interrupt, it, no. com- it comes down to um, very creative souls coming up in a hostile environment. Yeah, looking for a place to express themselves. Yeah. And and, and be, like, appreciated for the expression versus vilified for the expression or right. weird, like, you know, or alienated or whatever have you. So, I mean, that, and that's exactly... You're still going to do what you have to do within the environment that you're in. Yeah. But you, but you also have this creative itch. Yeah. This, this, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Mike and I and Peace are both pretty hardcore dudes. You know, if, if you... If you Poke around I, I, I've trees met, and I met around. Peace a few times because he he lived in I don't know if he yeah still lived in Northern yeah, yeah yeah he lived literally like upstairs downstairs four, windows nah he 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 lived like uh five houses down when we yeah. lived when, when I lived with Adam up that's there. crazy that's, that's super yeah but that's, he he would come over sometimes yeah, yeah. He's, I mean I think he kind of mellowed out a bit by the time he was out there and shit a little bit a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah but that's exactly it these are dudes where it like it, the music and all that kind of stuff was like a reflection of like whatever's going on in their heads. Yeah. And this is bugged out shit. You know, there's all full of like like contradictions, all kind of addictions, all kind of isms and things, you know, like where you're just like if you're trying to be like these dudes, good luck to you because they're they're very complex individuals, which yeah. is why the music was so complex. It's so well was because it as you're growing up, all that kind of stuff is scaffolding for you. So if you're able to create like that from scratch, it transcends the idea of what's going on around you, which is what I was saying about Anacon earlier and shit. You know, if their baseline is like Public Enemy over here and like NWA over there and Radio Triumph some over there, and then you just took it to some other shit, yeah. you know, like then you're clearly on, you know, you're 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 there to carry it to the next level. You're one of those instruments or whatever have you, you know. Right. You're not for the pop world. Like hieroglyphics is for the pop world. Right. You, know? you see that? Did they? They must. That must have been frustrating for them to see hieroglyphics go with well, that. Who was so deeply influenced by the stuff down at, here? At a know? certain point, yeah, you think every they're more tripped off of dudes at the far side because yeah, Hiro yeah. had an end already because Dell was already in the industry. Based okay, on fine. Far side, side then. You know, far side then. Like, I remember I heard AC and them talk about stuff like at a certain point in time, like you know the four man group was a certain thing, even to where. They were saying Souls got in on it because that's when they got Festo in the group because Festo was the, the addition to that group when it was Three Shades of Rhythm or whatever they're called, Three Shades of Rhyme or some shit. Like, so, like, they're, like, they were saying, like, once they were the four, once they busted, because before then, groups were mostly in twos or threes. Like, okay. De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, fucking Run DMC. So they got like, mathematical about this, this shit. Yeah, they okay. got mathematical about it. <laughs> so, so but, but, I mean, you can't hold that as a chip, I, though, right? You can't no, hold that as a chip I don't on think your shoulder. You can. I mean, if, 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 if you're, like, I mean, I, I think that's definitely true. I think I, but I, I, I don't want to believe any of that shit. You don't need to be real with you. Like, I just think the idea of biting. <laughs> I just think the idea of biting and the idea of like, 
I own this style. It's just like you can't hold that's, on. It's, that's it's, too much, it's man. Immature, that's ruin it's immature. Yourself. It's It's like, but that goes back to that maniac shit. Where I was talking to the homie um, DPI about this this morning. Like dudes were so like rap is a, is a product of, a, of 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 its environment, which is let's say it's a sample bin. It's a, like, it, it takes a piece here, a piece there, a piece there to make its own. You know, because it's a bunch of dudes taking something from nothing and reappropriated to whatever existence. So it's like you got dudes who are so coked out in the game, like Grandmaster Flash, and they're wa- washing labels off of the records in the bathtub, so you wouldn't, you couldn't look over the shoulder to figure out the fuck they were playing. So you couldn't go buy this damn record and go play it across town, thus making right. them lose one extra fan. That's how blasted out these motherfuckers were that day, that day and age. Like, right. oh, I built these speakers. You can't build another pair of speakers. Fuck you. Like right. crazy man shit. Up until the point that you're able to figure out what was going on and buy some equipment and shit. Everything is proprietary information. So like, with with with, with these things, these original styles, it wasn't enough. Like, they, even though they're coming from these jazz standard ideas, they didn't look at it like jazz standards, which is what fucked everybody up. Because who, who was looking at jazz standard ideas? No, like, like, let's say I'm talking about, like, the Fellowship Dudes and all that kind of yeah. thing. Like, they're coming from, from the Central Avenue jazz scene, Fifth Street Dicks jazz scene, but in the jazz world, they're, like, the most dynamic things were standards. You had, that was a hat, like a landmark. You had, like, in order to be in that level, you had to learn that song. You had to right. learn that song. You had to learn that song. And then be able to play these motherfuckers in any interpolation of them on the way to doing you before you could even write your right, own shit. Right, And you, so, and you improvise off of that. Exactly. And, yeah. and then you come through with your new shit, yeah. you know? So these fools weren't, like, they, they were too arrogant on one end and too, like, humble on another end. Where they knew they made up a bunch of shit, but they didn't know what to do with what they made up. Yeah, you know, so like you like at the point you that's Canaan. That's why all of us young dudes came in trying to be like that because we felt like in order to be dope, you had to learn these styles. Right, you know, and the variations of them. Then on that way, you start building your own styles and flipping your own thing. Yeah, so everybody got real bent out of shape talking about fools are biting, fools are biting. But then I realized that these styles, these are becoming these are a part of the lexicon of right. Of music. Everything is like like you know. You, Reagan and I made the the the, the analogy of, of of bedrock and sediment. Like you know, you, you there is no bedrock. I mean, everything yeah. is just coming from something else, exactly. and there's all these layers of sediment. And some spot, you know, cut through and have a long shelf life. Like you know, somebody like Farside coming out of that. Not yep. that they came out of that scene necessarily, but yeah, yeah. they were definitely influenced by that scene. Yeah, and. You know they, they 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 broke through to to the mass you know to the public, but in general you're just it's just all these layers of sentiment. And then every once in a while there's a spark. Look at a dude like Will I Am. Did y'all talk about that fool? No, no we did not. Is, but but look, yeah. I mean, he's a motherfucker that came from the scene. Yeah, can do it. Like can freestyle, out freestyle any anybody we kick it with, and like and it will be a battle. We'll be battling to beat that fool that day. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, like it's the '90s. Yeah. You know, like can rap, like can still make whatever style beat, can whatever you thinking about in rap. He knows all about that shit. Electronic music from like the most bugged out weirdest of shit on none such to the lame shit he makes. Like the lame shit he makes is what we're coming back to. He he knows where he gets his fucking checks from and how who he has to write him out to. Oh, yeah, he's a smart man. He's a really smart <laughs> man. He knows how to make, he knows where his streams of income are coming from. He, yeah. And he stays building the hydroelectric farms and shit in those streams. Right. You know, but he knows where he came from. So every once in a while up until he, like he wasn't doing it, he would go to Project Load re, um, reunions and anniversaries and just, he. I remember he went rolling the one at the El Rey in his fucking Enzo. Parked Dolo, parked the Enzo out front, walked up in there real quick, got up on stage, kicked the freestyle, burnt everybody up, went, walked up stage, jumped in the Enzo, bounced. This was after after he was already successful. Well, after successful. Black IP, well, after okay. the hundred millions of records, yeah, well, all that shit. Wow. Like he was, he still, he still knows. He still what's has up. It. Yeah, you know, I saw a couple little drunk videos of him online talking about the industry and what the fuck, you know, what he needs to be doing or what other people need to be doing. Like he, he knows 
his place, he knows his position. Whereas a lot of other people are delusional about their place and position in the industry and they think that motherfuckers aren't buying shit or this isn't happening or that is happening too much or whatever have you. Like, there, like, like you said, there is no bedrock. Like, there is no spoon. There is no any of this shit. It's like, it's everything and nothing at the same time. But there are certain things that do stick out and people want to tell you where that came from. Like, when we're going to the odd future things, well, you know, they just came from this part of town. We, like, right. Everybody wants to try to get, zero it down to some little little seed like so right. they can break down how it started because they want to tell you where they're at you know but th- like, th- there are bursts of inspiration though i do feel like that and i think yeah. you know like you know good life whatever project yeah. load was one of those where, sure. where it's like okay here you know and you can go back to grandmaster flash as well same same deal For sure where something is like okay boom something new is happening here yep. and there, there's a group of people that are really really honing in on something that is yeah like the sure it's tongues dudes like they're like, tongues like dudes are absolutely crazy absolutely in the 90s for that shit that music absolutely. they were making was made no fucking sense exactly you know, like, no one had ever made anything like that and they they were coming from something that in my mind was was uh, pretty you know a little bit cold and dry and I and that's the very uh, you know maybe. Uh, controversial thing to say yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the old school styles which were pretty no, simple pretty and, straight and, like, yeah. and, and shit, they yeah. took that and twisted it I god yeah. knows what kind of drugs they were doing and twisted it all up into something else that, yeah. and I think too it's like a thing of like the youth there's a certain bit of being naive in the youth where it's like if you don't know how they do it that's how they do it right. you know so it's like you can kind of do anything at that point because it's your version it's like a little kid drawing a house and shit and like a sun, and you know, like the sun's like a yellow, a circle with the yellow crayon, because that's what his interpretation of the right, sun. The right. house is a triangle and a fucking square, you know, and a rectangle or whatever. But that's just a, that's whatever, you know. Like so, when you start getting into all this music, I think a lot of all of us were all just we were all products of this environment, and we understood the the underpinnings of it. Like you know, you you know, a house is built from this kind of materials and this this and this. So if you just sub this material out with this material, now it's a variation on the house, but it's still a house. Okay. You know, so I think that with everybody, it's like okay, we can rap over these beats now. Why not rap over this kind of shit? Why not? Why, but you, know? you but you but you feel like people had to wait for someone else to do it just to, to, to think that to, it was okay. Yeah, because rap's format of selling and all that kind of shit and like appro- approval by proxy and or committee or whatever, everything by committee, I guess, ha- is what sells it all. Like the labels, like the groups, the what, the, the the movements. These are the things that I mean. Your guys' records. I saw that shit yesterday. I was the only black motherfucker in the crowd, yeah. unless Serengeti was walking around. And that's been like that for years. I've been going to Anton yeah. shows, being sure. that one full sure. in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like that's just, and that's not a thing. It's not a knock against anyone. It isn't even. It is what it is. I always it's, feel weird about that though, I mean, because we're we're coming from black music. And obviously. You, you were though, and you you were the inverse. Exactly. You know, exactly. so it's it's crazy when you think about you created a culture for a bunch of people who you don't even relate to like that because that ain't you. Yeah. You know, but it is you to them, and yeah. that's your like that that's their interpretation of your music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they get they get it. And it, it, it holds their heart and all that kind of shit, and the levels it does, and they, they got a room full of motherfuckers that can barely nod their head to half that shit. Right. Or in there losing their damn minds and are happy as fuck to be there. I, mean, I appreciate anyone who wants to listen to my Dog. music. There's no doubt Dog. about that. I do too, but yeah. it's like when you, there's one thing when you know who you make it for, but it's two things when you see who receives it. Yeah. Like the best way for me, I played a show at RJD2, I think it was earlier this year or late last year, I don't even fucking remember anymore. It was real at the last minute shows at the Echoplex, but upstairs, LP and Dustbrot and all they're playing. So all the homies, quote unquote, are up there. They're all upstairs backstage killing. While I'm like, I'm about to go on a rinse. The only fools are watching the show are like Sean, Low Limit, and Deej. Yeah. Deej opened up or whatever too for everybody. 
So they're tripping because none of the homies have seen me play a show in blank, blank time. Sean didn't know what I was doing. So he was over there just like, what? You know, and it's like, I'm over there. He was there. DJing for you? Nah. He, no, no. I, he, nah, was just, he was just there, like, okay. watching Deej play. Got you, got you, got you. So, I, I mean, I, I was doing my own sad ram on beats and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was, like, probably, like, like uh, 300 people there, like, a good amount of people. And they were all tripping out. But it's a thing of, like... Those there was like two or three people that were like, oh my god, subtitles here, yeah. like losing their shit. There's it hurts. I'm, I'm looking like tripping because I never do shows. That's my yeah. thing. I just I do them every whenever, you know. And um, it's it's a it's a thing where people it was a bug out thing, but everybody I wanted to be there was upstairs. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have rather played that show with right. half the crowd at six yeah. than play a bomb ass set for that big ass crowd at opening directly for RJ. You know, kind of thing because yeah. it's like that's not who I make my music for. Right, you know what I'm saying? And I don't even listen you to like, RJ. You want like respect that. from from people that you respect. You respect, and, they, yeah. and the people who you think will get the message first. Yeah, like I don't think I, I, I was wrong. All those fools got the message. Yeah, but I didn't walk in there thinking they would. You know, I'm walking there trying to be like the fools upstairs. Because yeah, I was yeah, listening yeah. to these lyrics jumping around, saying these complex ass raps back to people hearing these weird ass beats tripping off of that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to be about. That's what I thought I've been about the whole sure, time. Sure, sure. You know, so but there you go. Like, what you think it is, is not, it, it's a particle and a wave. What I think it is isn't what it is, but it is something else, you know? I, I, I think uh, eventually, you know, you can't really think too much about, you know, who it's for. It has to be come, come from some kind of pure place, right? And, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. And then just whoever, whoever uh, feels it, feels it. The, the game, the video game part of it that messes it all up, is like it's when you start seeing that you know like the they they really do like me oh mom you know because you've been yeah. like bearing your soul and I know you can relate to this a hundred you've been bearing your soul the whole fuck time you know trying not to lose your shit or right. losing your shit on the mic whatever you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. like and and people get it maybe they don't get it for the reasons why you do it but they get it yeah. and they get something from it and maybe they feel the same whatever and you got a group full of these motherfuckers in the room for the first time in your life and they're not walking out. You know, and all this kind of shit. Maybe that happens a few times. So now you feel like, damn, you know, like I, not only was am I not out of my goddamn gourd, but I'm not, a, I'm not the piece of shit I may think I am. I'm not the fucking fool I'm talking about on the songs. I'm not, right. I'm, I'm, act, I'm becoming better for all this shit. I'm hey, a better can you, dude. Can you remember the first time where you felt that way? Yeah, playing all tomorrow's parties. Okay, you know the first all tomorrow's time party that, we, that we were hanging. Nah, out? that was the second time. Okay, and, okay. and I mean, I really felt that way then because I came back. Yeah, and fools were tripping, you know, and it wasn't because of Mars Volta, and it's because they voted me back, which was crazy as yeah. fuck, you know. The, the fans, the fans, yeah. you know, yeah, so that yeah, means yeah. I had some, you know, even though I wasn't putting out no records at the time, I wasn't on no like real label or anything. Like, yeah. you know, I had some fans, and I didn't think that was possible because I thought it was a big. I, I was, I was, ba I was buying it the way everybody else was saying, thinking it was a big cosign fest, right. where like you know I'm an LA rapper that's just out there rapping with whoever makes me a beat kind of thing. Even though I wasn't furthest from the truth, I was just on some shit. I was just listening to the wrong information. You know, so I was like hearing that, I'm like, oh God, I'm not working with nobody. I'm not the shit no more. Right, right. You know, like, just, well, look, I want to go back. I want to go back. Yeah. Can we go back? We can go whichever direction. Because it's, it's weird. Like, for the people listening, I, I talk on a lot of tangents and stuff, so I apologize. So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm used to it, but yeah, yeah, yeah I but don't know maybe, the listeners are used yeah, to it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's still interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're supposed to go to this comedy thing. That's yeah. not this awesome. Let me see what time it is. Because we can, we can be late. It's 420. We're 425. It starts at 5. So All right, we'll, so we'll be a little late. It's fine. Okay. Um, so, so look, wh where where do you come from? Wait, did you grow up? You grew up yeah, here? Yeah, I grew up in here. I grew up in Compton, really. In you Compton. Know? Yeah, okay. yeah. I moved out there when I was 14. I moved up to Camarillo, which is right next to Oxnard. So that's how I got in that whole 
Loot Pack, whatever scene out there, you know, because that's that was the first place I started rapping or whatever. But yeah, I mean, really, really, I came from like Compton and Linwood, so I'm okay. from the South Bay of LA. Okay, you know, like yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't grow up in the good life and shit because I couldn't get a ride there as a kid and I wasn't taking the bus. Right, the right, right. Damn night. So <laughs> do you, when did you when did you start rapping um, and, and doing music stuff? When when did that hit you or was there? I started doing music shit when I was a real little kid. Like I started like um my grandpa's cousin or whatever, like cousin twice removed is Duke Ellington. So oh, there's shit. always been music. Like my mom's cousin was, or my mom's brother, excuse me, was like a bass player for like Ike and Tina Turner's like band. It was also a session musician with like fools like the Monkees and all sort of random shit. Okay. So there's always been some kind of music. You got music in, in the family. In the family, yeah. you know, like my like there's also crime shit in the family too. So it was like you know it dovetailed. So everybody was happy that I got into the arts because I could have easily went like my other cousins got into One crime or the other stuff, way. You know? And um, it was a thing of like. I, when I was young, I just had an interest in, I, in whatever. I, like, somehow my mom and them came up on a clarinet or something. I started trying to mess with it, play it around. So they got to read, and I started trying to play it. Then, I, like, lessons came to school. Like, or the opportunity to take violin lessons came to school out in Compton and shit, which is like, Compton wasn't so bad. It was turning bad, you know, but it wasn't like... This is 80s. This is early 80s, yeah. early mid-80s. So it was still, like, kind of insidious bad, not just straight-up gun smoke city bad or whatever. Right. And so, I mean, there, you know, I was... was pre, like, as crack was starting to come. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, that, that should wreck my whole family and everybody else's, too, but it, not yet. Yeah. So, it was a thing of, like, there were still opportunities to do stuff. Like, I used to give all these weird, like, little talks about arts, like, different, like, art, like, properties and prints, like, cool colors versus hot, warm colors and shit. I don't even know why. I, I can barely remember the shit I did as a kid, but I did all this weird stuff. I was always, like, some oratorical dude. I was in plays when I was young. I won some weird award. You got to get the gab. So. Yeah, that's it. I got to yeah. get the gab. And like, yeah, I was always always around that shit. Always on a stage or around some people doing some stupid shit, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. So it's, it's like when, when Compton turned bad, all that kind of shit kind of shut down. You know, okay. like, you, you know, you, I'm ditching school so I don't get killed at school. You know, because it's like school is not the shit. You know, like. Were you, were you fucked with the school? Or you? Yeah, I mean, everybody was. Not like fucked with like scandalously. But it was de- it was like such good. It like, was just kill. It was just like it was kill or be killed kind of thing. For real, it was like crazy shit. Like they'd have like ra- like race riots. Okay, the shit that the shit whatever you didn't even know because it's like unless you knew the dynamics of what was going on, like they would have shit going on in jail that would bleed out in the school where the kids are doing the shit. You know, so it's like, like one day younger younger brothers, younger, and younger shit. brothers and younger fools in the gangs. Yeah. yeah. So if you're just some dude, I remember being in school, being in, literally in between the eyes, like blacks over here. Mexicans over here, Samoans over here, you know, like others, whomever you were, were somewhere else. We're at me and my like eight friends are at a lunch table just chilling, looking at this shit. What were you guys like? The, we the, were the nerds. weirdos. Yeah, yeah, we were weirdos playing like Shadowrun and shit and riffs and shit, like fucking twenty sided dice motherfuckers and right. shit. They're trying to get me to play basketball. I was, I was skating all damn day. You were always tall. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. since I'm seventh grade. Okay. Like so, like I guess always. But now I was like born in six months. So I was like a fucking runt until okay. seventh grade. Then I had like that gargantuan growth spurt, and then right. I was that dude, you know. But it was like I was always like a nerd dude though, and so um, oh, that's the door. Sorry, like it, like yeah, we were like we were we were always those dudes getting fucked with. I used to have to like did school and just go out to Pasadena and shit to hang out there because it was just chill. And like like that's where I got into like buying records like this um record store called I mean a skate shop called Park Skate and Recreation. I used to go hang out there and watch skate videos and shit like that. And that's like, around when you started skating. Yeah, I was skating like I started like sixth grade. So like I mean I started like I had, bought, got my first skateboard in '87. Then, like, started skating, skating, like, in sixth grade and shit, where I was trying to do little tricks and shit. Yeah. So then, um, which saved my life and got me into rap, by the way. Yeah. You know? Skateboarding? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because I was able to go just do something else. And how then, are those two tied in? It's, this is how. 
um, there are like going to parks all the time. I used to watch videos and shit. And there was a skate company called Plan B. They still exist now. But I remember their that. First, yeah, their first incarnation they had a video called Questionable. And um, and I just fucking I was sitting next to this dude Javante Turner the other night and was too drunk to even know I was him. I was hanging out with this girl, so I didn't realize it's fucking horrible. But like Javante and Mike Carroll, the dude who made girl skateboards later on, they're skating and and Sal Barbier and fucking I think Sean Sheffy too. They're all skating the hieroglyphics. But this okay. is like Mike and Javante are skating the, the song "Burnt," which is on the B side of Mr. Da, Bob, da, Mr. Dabalina. Uh-huh. I think fucking um, Sal skated all one two and one two, which is a, another album cut off of um, "Wish My Brother George Was Here." Okay, and I think Sean is skating to some like Mr. Dabalina or something like that, some song. So I had never heard these songs before. Like I didn't know who they are by. I never heard this type of were rapping you, before. Were you already into any kind of rap music at all? Yeah, I was. I, I didn't just like, whatever was around. Content? Nah, nah. It was well half and half. Like, cause I, yeah, like I would listen to Mellow Man Ace and shit. Cause I live, I live by the Compton Swap Meet, so that was like where you bought your tapes and your records and stuff. So they'd be out there selling their tapes. Nah, they had like there was big ass stands where all the all the cassettes up in there. Gotcha, and I remember there was gotcha. like a Compton's Most Wanted Music to Drive By poster on the door of the Swap Meet. Okay, they said you walked there, like it was like there, it, you were, it was there. You know, music yeah. was there. You see, I remember one day I was there as a kid. Ice Cube came to the Swap Meet. You just heard everybody around there. Ice Cube, Ice Cube. Yeah, exactly. Like it was crazy as fuck. Like. It was it, the music. Was, it was there, you know, like. Yeah. But it, there was also a spot called the Rhodium in Paramount. But I, I was like, I'll, I'll say before my time, as far as going to go dig for music, it was like it was where Dre were, for, were first sell all the his OG, OGK day tapes and shit. And they were sell old like McCola vinyl and everything. But um, they didn't have traditional record stores in in like Compton in that area. So that's where you would buy records of the Rhodium. You get shit the Swap Meet, Pager Shops. There's one Pager Shop in by City Hall. That all they had was copies of AMG's Bitch Better Have My Money on the Walls. It's the only record they had in the fucking store. Like 10, 15, 20 different versions of they Bitch Better Have My Money. They're still behind it, though. They yeah, still... I, I guess. Like, they love AMG. So, <laughs> that, that's, it was that kind of... Like, I remember I went to one pager shop before I moved to Camarillo and bought, like, Shorty the Pimp, a two-short tape, and, like, Dr. Dre's a chronic. At pager shop. That's, 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 that's where you get that's tapes That's where you're at. getting tapes at. Okay. Shit, you know, because that's what was in the hood. You know, like, where dudes were doing their things. So you could yeah. get a little rap tape there. And, um, remember, yeah, I remember going to a pager shop. Buying fucking uh, De La Soul's Dead, my homeboy bought three feet high and rising. Like, that was like, that's where we got him at, you know? Yeah. And like, going to Puba's was my first record store. Like, going to like a real record store. Puba exists like as a different place now. It's still in Pasadena, but it's a different store. It used to be like a little a red house. Yeah. Like a big ass red house. And um, the park, the dudes at Park Skate Recreation, the, the, the store was across the street or whatever, Kitty Corner, or whatever have you. So these are the people that first told me what these songs were like, the, like the like the son of On the, the family. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, that's that's woop woop You need to go. Like this is the trip. Like I'm seeing the credits, kind of like not making sense of the shit, but then talking to these dudes about it because they're all like, it was cool like in '91, '92 to be into that shit. You were bumping high row. You were like, right, that's what right. you know these fools had that. Like the, the demo tapes were going around and everything. The high row demo tapes. Yeah. Okay. Like the famous secret high row demo tapes, like you know, cab fair and all that kind of shit. That okay. was that was around, but you you, you had to be up on game. Yeah. Um, that was just starting to hang out like sponsor skaters and shit because I was skating a bit better and everything. So these dudes were up on all this. So I learned my little fashion shit. All I didn't know all this was coming from these this rap shit. I thought this like that was all skate fashion because skate companies were making all this shit because he rapped these skate. But wasn't it though? I thought I thought it, it was, was skate flip. shit and then it they was were, the flip. Oh, really? It was the flip the whole time. You saying Hi- Tyro and them were doing it first? No, nah, that's the whole point. Talking to Sal Barbie and them, they were saying they were trying to make, they had like H Street and World and all these making these baggy shit. They're trying to like Grand Puba and all these motherfuckers wearing all this polo and hill figure shit back in the day. So they were they were wearing that chilling. But then they were getting these skate companies to make these kind of clothes because they looked tight and they were skating and all that kind of shit. So fools were wearing 
that that became skate clothes. Okay. So like New Deal, bl- like blind jeans were in like what a seventy dollar price point and shit back the in the big, day. The big ones. Yeah. yeah. But they were looking like Jabot jeans. That was the whole point. It right. looked like used denim or whatever it was. So the skate dudes who were in the hood were not were getting all their skate shit made to look like rap dudes. We just didn't right. know that. Right. You know, like like they're trying to like tiger fools at the back, all that. We they were they were those dudes too. You just had no idea. If you're just some little grommet skating. Watching the videos, you just thought you were supposed to wear big ass pants over your shoes. You were just right. doing that. You didn't know that was like raver styles, tag banger style. You had no idea until you maybe got in those cultures if you were lucky or subcultures. Yeah. So anyway, back to the um, the video shit. These dudes told, at the parks told me like what that like what those songs were, what burnt was, yeah. or that that was even the name of the song, or where to go find it. Like oh that's no you gotta buy this. It's only on records. You gotta buy this record. So that's why I got my first vinyl from. Like I went to I went to Pooba across the street, bought Mr. Dabalina. By the scenario fucking single because they had the remix on the other side. You know, I never and I was all in the tribe and all that. Yeah. That's that's what like I didn't even like rap. When you asked me back in the day when I was like, well, I was fucking with as far as rap went. Or you asked me not back in the day. You asked me a second like what I was you know a second ago or whatever. And I was listening to a lot of rap, but I didn't like a lot of hip hop because they were talking about I was kind of pseudo gangster shit. My yeah. family and we were doing doing that shit. Right. And so you, and you didn't want to hear more about it. Yeah, because it was a bad part of my life, and I was trying. You know, I was like fucking like I'm not trying to hear you rap about some war that you were never fighting in. When my family's still doing. Well, you get it. You get what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So hearing like native tongues, that was like like Dayla. I remember like my mom and them were all amped. You know, like when I was listening to me, me myself and I. I liked that as a kid a lot, and they were like, "Oh, there goes your favorite song." And it would come on. It's like what eighty nine, so I'm like eleven or some shit. You know. Yeah. And then um. When, uh, we, let's see, what was it? Not Benita Applebaum. What the fuck was the other single? No, I left my wall in El Segundo. Um, that, not, you're not talking about Scenario? Nah, on no, on the no. first Tribe record, there was, the like, Can record. I Kick It? Can I Kick It? Yeah, yeah. Can I Kick It dropped. Yeah. That was the shit. I was like, oh, this is crazy. So I went yeah. and got the little single. Then fucking, um, Low and Theory popped up, and I yeah. somehow I got, I saw We Got the Jazz, and it was the illest video I'd ever seen, like, the coolest looking thing. I, like, Pump It Up was a show out here, and, um, it was on Channel 11 on Fox. And D Barnes, the chick that Dr. Dre hit in the face or whatever, you know, um, like that's like some old, that, that, that's an old famous little thing. Dr. Dre like yeah. got in trouble for knocking out um, D Barnes, the host of um, the show, because she asked him some kind of crazy question that might have had to do with his something. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, she was the host of the show, and it was tight because she would interview all these rap fools. Like she interviewed Tim Dog and asked him why he made a song like called Fuck Compton. He was like basically being there, well, you know, everybody was talking about, talking about Compton, Tom, so I was like, fuck Compton. I'm going to make a song. I'm a hater. I'm a Tim Duck. I'm a fucking hater. You know, that's all <laughs> right, I was. Right. So then it was like a thing where they had Adele on the show and he's playing the Simpsons video game and shit and they're asking about, you know, like all kind of ill fools like that. So, you know, I would watch the, my videos. So I didn't have cable or anything at the time. That was You probably look forward to that. Yeah, that's that. that's where I got my, yeah. you know, it, like my rap shit from, you know. And, um... I saw the Tribe Called Quest video on there, bugged out. Used to see all those old St. Ives commercials and shit where everybody's rapping and shit in the St. Ives commercial. Right, Like right. Cube and Aiden and all that. these dudes, and they're yeah. all super ill. So I'm getting my dose of, like, good music, but it's, I'm, like, sifting through the stuff that I can actually relate to. Yeah. And, like, the Native Tongue stuff was the only thing I could really, really roll with, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, this is good rap. These rules are, this is crazy. You know, they're doing some crazy It was stuff. on your wavelength. Yeah, you know, I didn't know what my wavelength even was. I was fucking, like, a... 11 that 12, d- you know, developed but, your wave yeah wave. exactly it gave me a wave to be have a wavelength yeah on, you yeah, know? yeah so or to resonate with so then um when i heard like hiro and like it was a thing where del was cube's cousin and this was this and that was that it was cool because i mean it resonated it resonated with me more because they were from the hood but they're a step to the side of the hood you know like del is ice cube's cousin but he's rapping like i didn't this. even know that that was the whole thing back in the day like i guess he helped he even wrote a couple raps um, some Cube rep- record just to do it. Okay. I mean, not like Cube had to have him write him. He just did it just to do it. You know, yeah. that was like the thing you do, get some paper in your his pocket and put them on kind of yeah. thing. So um, it made sense, you know, to mess with the stuff. 
And then when I heard, like, when I went and got my with my brother George was here, that was a banging ass tape. Used to play that shit over and over again. I remember being, like, on the Linwood trolley, like, had a tape, and some girl was like, What is that? And I'm like, Oh, this Delta Funky Homo Sapien, all nerded out, trying to explain the fuck who he is. You know, I like, guess some, yeah. like, like, a little hood chick and shit. And I'm all like, You know, like, yes, he, you know, his <laughs> hieroglyphics, and this is Opio, and this is Festo, and, you know, like, all yeah. <laughs> these like, like, they, like, they're the X Men. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're fucking, <laughs> exactly. To the, to, yes. You know, so, um, that that was cool because then now this like gave me like a whole little thing to get into like this little you know side thing and then like um hearing the high rush shit that blew my wake back so I'm like now I'm listening to, like this weird rap these now these same Parks and Skate Records this kid Matt Parks I don't know what the fuck he's doing with his life today but this dude put me up on all this stuff he was like man if you like this kind of stuff like he told me about Far Side then all of a sudden I think I heard your mom I thought that was kind of like funny I remember but, I remember hearing that back yeah, then. yeah and then Pass Me By came on out of nowhere I was like I was on a trip to, I was on a trip to Camarillo as a kid stayed up late watching your own TV raps because they had cable you know where I was at and shit so I get to watch you know I was watching cable and shit and then Pass Me By the video comes on and just blew my mind yeah like, yeah. you know and that was it shit changed you know but then it was a thing of like um right before that these fools are like talking about Pat, like the fireside. No, if you like that, no, you need to hear about Freestyle Fellowship. That's the shit. So they're talking about Freestyle who, Fellowship. Who told you that? That kid in the, the, the skate, skate shop. shop? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever, Freestyle Fellowship. But I went and bought Hot Potato, the single, because I was just buying mad singles at the time. And I remember buying the like, Yamama single, Hot Potato. I didn't fuck, I didn't like Hot Potato at all. That shit you didn't was like it. It was goofy as fuck. I did not fuck with that. It made no sense. Hot Potato, that's the potato. Yeah. One blood, two Like I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I, I didn't get it yet. You know, like they're like, you know, like, and they, they're kind of being fucked over on that one themselves. Because that was Daddy O trying to make them look like some little tap dancing jazz group or whatever right, it was, right, you know. Right. Like they were, if it was smart, they would have dropped something like fucking Bullies on the Block as the first single, or Pure right. Thought, or some shit like that. Something that was more indicative of them as a group, but not some goofy ass little fucking sideshow review. Because that was that was not what they were about, you know. Right. right. I had to, I coincided. I used to just go to the record store buying whatever rap was out. When I moved to Camarillo, I was I couldn't skate anymore because I like got bad grades from ditching school all the time and shit, you know. And going to go skate and all that sort of stuff. So I just had to sit around and rap in secret. Like, I just started getting into rap, writing rap. So I'd, like, record myself on some little clock radio or some shit and play the shit for my phones, my friend, play the shit over the phone for my friends in L.A. And they were like, oh, shit, you have a dope-ass voice, get man. How far away is it? It was an hour. Okay, okay, so you weren't coming back down Nah, I wasn't, I was, I was gone. And who were you living with? I was living with my godmother. So she was, like, she was old enough to be my grandmother, so she was, like, my grandmother. But she was, like, my grandpa's cousin the same generation, so she was, like, my godmother or whatever. Like, she took care of my mom when she was young, so she just took care of me and my mom decided to go be in some crime shit or whatever. Got it. So, um... And that's why you went up, so that you yeah, wouldn't go, get in it. Yeah, get in, well, yeah, we wouldn't, because it was getting bad. I was, like, you couldn't even go to school out here for a while. Dudes were getting bust out every which way. It was like, like Linwood. Eventually, they got a new campus and everything. But when I was going there, it was like almost this around the rise. This is um two years afterwards. Okay. The beginning of '93. Okay. So, I was living in Linwood. I lived in Linwood when the riots happened too, and um it was a thing where that that's like right next to Compton. So they like. If you lived around here in Linwood, all kind of crazy shit would happen in Linwood, but there was no famous rappers from there, so Compton got all the rest. Right, you know? right, right. And um, it was like Southgate, that was the next city over, and Cypress Hill was from Southgate. So that was like the only... But they repped it in the beginning, but not too much afterwards, so you just kind of didn't really know where they were from. You just kind of like, oh, Cypress right, Hill, right, right. They're from Cypress Hill, wherever that is, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, it was, yeah, it was just this thing of like, one's moving out to Oxnard or Camarillo, I didn't know about the dudes out there yet making music because I was still a young dude so I'm just in the house and shit like um I don't know one day I was listening to radio late at night and came across college radio somehow and all of a sudden that shit just blew my mind because I'm hearing all this weird ass music like 
dudes doing mix shows. I didn't even know what the fuck the concept of a mix radio show was at the time. You know, like hearing all this underground show. Like, and like they had a phone number you could call, so I'm just calling these motherfuckers, blowing them up day after. Like, what? Like, what was that? What was that? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, like I'm a kid, but they're playing. These are dudes playing bugged out shit. Right. So um, one of the dudes, the homie, who, um, mom's the word, who ended up being like a dude I worked with a lot as far as production goes, like early in like me making music. But he had a, he was like a sophomore there or some shit, or a freshman, sophomore, and I'm like a sophomore in high school or something. He's playing this shit. I'm just like, him and this other cat, Zach Twist, they're playing like a, just a bunch of crazy ass, just whatever, whatever you can think of of like 93, 94, that was underground shit. Hip-hop shit. Yeah. yeah. And so my mind is burnt up like as a kid. I'm hearing all this shit. Like I'm trying to play shit for the homies at school. No one wants to fuck with this. You know, like, You're the only there. one. Yes, for sure. You know, like one kid, this kid named John, um, damn, I don't remember this fool's name at all. He, um... He was into that. He was into a lot of the underground shit. Like he knew like Dell was, but he was also into shit like slow dive and Boo Ratleys and shit. So I would always like I, I liked all that shit too. But I couldn't even talk to anybody I knew about that. That was like my little like I, I might as well be in like that. That might as well be me being gay. Right. Like you know what I mean? Right. To, <laughs> so, be, to be into rock music. Yeah. Right? yeah. To be into that kind punk, of shit, especially music or whatever. Yeah. Because I mean Nirvana. Everybody liked Nirvana, and it was a thing of like. Even black people like Nirvana? Yeah, like when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out, that's a whole, like, that was like a where were you at moment. Like, I remember okay. all my friends would call me, I lived in Compton, everybody on the block fucked with that shit. Like, huh. they, like that, the, the Nirvana song. The new, not, those, not where I'm from. Nah, it was, oh yeah, no, you were like, you were in the middle, you were in the middle of, yeah, yeah like. More conservative over there. Yeah, no, yeah. it was, it was weird out here. Like, everybody, that was a song that resonated with everyone. Yeah. Like, everybody played it, every radio station played it. Like, K-Rock played it, obviously, but so did Power 106. Like, when the first time, like, it dropped real quick, just, like, because it was a dope song. Everybody who happened to hear it on MTV tripped out. You know, everybody, like, the, like, Young Fool's Trip, like, everybody liked that song. Yeah. It might as well be, like, a Beatles song or something, where everybody had to fuck with it. You know, like, you had to fuck with it. So then, it's a thing, I remember going to Poobas or whatever, my friend, he gets Nevermind, and I ended up getting Bleach, because it wasn't Nevermind. So I'm like, right, I'm a, I'll copy that from you, I'm gonna buy this mysterious tape. And I'm reading the tape, and this actually has some information on it. They made the record for $400, and all of a sudden, the Jack and Dino mixed it. All this weird shit. I'm like, hmm, this is weird. You know, it was on Sub Pop, but it looked way more weird than the DGC Sub Pop record and shit. I didn't even understand that whole label shit. Labels, that made what that thing. was, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, nothing about that did I know. So, it was a thing just going home listening to the record, and I'm like, damn, you know, like, like, never mind's obviously the shit, but this fucking Bleach record is crazy as fuck. Like, Negative Creep and all this shit. I was like, man, this is... I, I don't know that I've ever heard Bleach, actually. Oh, dude, you got to. Like, Bleach yeah. is fucking, like... I don't even know what... The, these fools were like... I don't like... I, I have oh trouble with shit that's too, like, loud and grimy it, like it's that. It's definitely those two things. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely those two things. It's, but it's great to hear, just to hear, like... I never like punk music, you know? really. Well, I mean, I can see that. I can see that, because that shit was like... For me, I, I guess, being from the city and shit, it made sense... It wasn't like I was raised in the punk world at the fuck all. Although, although I did listen to a lot of rock music as a kid, my parents and my mom let me listen to whatever I wanted to as far as music went. You know, like it, it was, and everybody liked everything too. At a certain point, you, like my mom and them were selling crack to Patti LaBelle and shit. You know, like it was like Dionne Warwick. I'm hearing wait, that wait, shit. You, you said your mom and them were selling crack to Patti LaBelle and Dion, not to her. Okay, but like to, that as a soundtrack. Got it. Yeah, got sorry. It. That, got yeah, it. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Sorry about that. <laughs> your, your, your mother sold crack. Oh yeah, no, no. That's oh, a wow. that's a whole other thing. Yeah, my mom and them were. Um, can we? My mom. Can, and, can I ask about that? Yeah, if you want to, for sure. It, um, I never really talked about it when I was young, which probably didn't get me a lot of press, you know, because if, if I was like talking about that in GSL days, I probably would have got some right. looked out paper. And Mer I remember Merce. He was the one person that hung out with my mom and them at like a car show in Arizona. Like when he moved first moved to Arizona, fucking um. I had him up to come meet me in Phoenix, wherever he was living in Tucson. He had had just bought his Cadillac, so this fool's driving all over fucking creation and that shit. So we um we, we meet up in um, Phoenix. Like I'm going up, like 
a thing to know is that like my mom, my, my stepdad is from, from this gang called Santana Block Crips, you know, or Santana Block Compton Crips, the formal name or whatever. And that they're like a real like notorious like Compton gang or whatever it is. Like the color's just like black, you know, like kind of thing. Like every gang. So every, blue it's black. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like they, they um they they were all super crazy with shit like in, like they're super crazy with the gang shit. Super crazy where like they're like like they're really I guess out of like most crip gangs to my knowledge, they're like the real ill ones in the low like low rider culture. Like okay. even from like my stepdad used to build all the low riders for all those dudes back in the day, so I used to see all these crazy ass like cars in my house to care, like gold Cadillacs and shit and just ill impalas, everything. Whatever you could think of that was on some sixteen switches I saw. Right. You know, so right. and kids would come around like I was a nerd, don't forget, but I was cool because of all this shit. Okay. You know, like eighty six, eighty seven, probably eighty seven, eighty eight was when this shit started happening. And that's when it like crack was selling was in vogue, motherfuckers were getting money. Like I didn't even understand how deep it was. My family was doing all kind of shit like that. Like I mean, they were like doing shit like I can say this. They were like doing stuff like making um my mom was a chemist, she had like a lab card or whatever, which meant you could buy chemicals wholesale and they would make like That was her job. Yeah, okay. essentially. But I mean they would make chemicals. She'd work in the medical industry, all kind of shit. But um they would make the chemical compounds and like in like industrial amounts that would end up being like the source materials for stuff like speed and like 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 hardcore like Some crystal meth yeah for real like angel dust and shit because they would make they would sell the dust to like Edwards Air Force Base and these dudes were put in like the rations of like the dudes in boot camp so these were dudes that's how these dudes whoa were whoa, whoa whoa so you're now you're saying the, that <laughs> is, they on purpose so that they would get. Get all like, all the amp like the four hundred nine hundred push ups or the back hit hit oh I, and they didn't like, even all, know nah because you're mind controlled out you're blown out on this shit you're doing you're, that's how you get motherfuckers standing sitting in the room watching a blank TV for fucking twenty five thirty minutes at, at a time yeah <laughs> because you're just gone your your mind your mind's a blank slate waiting to get programmed with information sure. so that's this so they're programming you with info now they got smart pills and shit you just like. You just go be an Alpine Ranger and just get juiced out on some shit and go right. just shooting anything not wearing a glowing skull mask. Right. You know, like, right. like straight right. up, right. you know? So, and, and you're saying your mom was, was, was they used selling to, dust to them. They used to, yeah, so they used to sell, yeah, used to sell shit. Like, from what I understand, they, um, some dude on the Raiders would give them a whip. They would take the I-80 up. They would go to some clearing, make a gang of shit, and, like, hazmat suits with dudes with guns and all that kind of shit, and then go take it up to the spot and fucking drop it off and get money and do it again up until i guess the, these fools weren't outsourcing dudes to do all this because this is the time period if you think about it and all conspiracy theory shit there's a time period where motherfuckers are paying this is a little conspiracy theory sounding it, to me I, I mean i can't say for sure i don't know oh no you, now you're saying not only the soldiers well, but the raiders well think of, well the, the, that that was like a lot of dudes were in the drug game back in the day and shit that was just like that was just too much money down south to like get not be in you know like dudes yeah. like you had dudes who were getting popped with coke on them every which way like like no fucking, that's not conspiracy that's that, not conspiracy no, anything no the government thing is a flip but this can dovetail if you want to believe this you know what I'm saying because I'm like take this with a grain of salt I could just be talking madness I'd rather you think that you know if you want to believe this the, the, the algorithm you run that goes with it is that this is around the time when, like, all the Iran-Contra shit's happening, and also Oliver North shit. You got fucking crack and co coke really flooding the hood. Like, hoods all across America, drugs yeah. flooding the hoods. Motherfuckers are getting access to weapons that are coming out of armories straight up. They're going to, you know, like, so they're basically being, like, you know, outfitted by the military, essentially. Like, that's like, that's all you can say it as. You know, so... Or they're purchasing from. From, yeah, one of the two, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so... 
like purchasing from could be outfitted by my mind. It just right, depends. Because right, sure, you have access. Sure. Like why why does the military need the money from these fools right, on the street to right. go do a fucking thing? You guys got the key to go print some money. You know what I'm saying? Like why do you need to go funnel your money through any street? Sure. You know, like what do you need that for? You know? So like You think they on purpose want want those weapons in there so people kill each other. I don't know about that one. I could say I could say yeah. I could say, yeah, you wanted, you, you're running your little, little fucking, you know, population control game for, you know, because shit's getting too deep. So you got AIDS over here. You got crack over there. Sick ass guns over here. Fucking, like, hive mind mentality over there. That's just me saying there. that. I don't know that that has a, a, I don't know any either. grain of truth. You yeah. know, I, I learned a lot of shit over the years that could tell me that could be the truth, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. I was there as a kid. I do remember going to Edwards Air Force Base one time. We used to always go visit family in Lompoc, who coincidentally was in the same line of business. So I do remember being... She sold dust to somebody there. Somebody. No, I yeah. remember being at the fucking Air Force Base at night, fam- in the car, families outside talking to some fools that they met there over some re- for some reason, and it was a wide open space. I have this weird thing with wide open spaces day and age. I don't know what it is. I, I, like fields and shit, I get weirded out by. And it's funny, like talking about this right now makes me think about that. Like, yeah, when I was young, I used to go to lots of weird shit like that, you know, with my family and whatever. In middle of tra- in transit, they'd take me along because I would just be rolling my mom, you know? Yeah. And, um... I never really thought about like that kind of shit where I'd be at these weird ass areas, these weird air, air like 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 bases and shit. And like I remember going to weird industrial looking shit and like all that kind of shit, like just big weird like fucking refinery shit, all that shit as a kid, and not really knowing why I'm going there. Like just being in the car, mobbing around my mom, you know. So I was go- I, who knows what I saw. I thought I saw all kinds of shit, you know. Yeah. But when they told me later on what I was seeing and what it was. I could only put two and two together and just trip the fuck out. And be like, oh, shit. And then, even then, that shit was like, I, I could feel however about that. But once I started traveling, like, you asked me earlier where I was living at and everything. When I was in Europe, I moved to Saint-Étienne, a city in France, like, two hours away from Lyon. And then from there, I moved to Berlin. And then I moved back to L.A. for a quick second and went back out there to move back into Berlin, but couldn't find a place. So I moved to Brussels for a while and then moved back to Berlin. And then I lived there. Why, how were you living out there? Like, or why? What, 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 why? Why did I, what brought me out there? Or, yeah. like, well... This is going on a tangent, of course, but it kind of, you know... This is all tangent. all tangent. That's, that's Yeah, that's not, yeah. Um, it was a thing of, like, I was at a point where I just dropped the record on Alpha Pup. That shit didn't go as as it should have because the record on GSL did all kinds of shit, but that was because they spent all kinds of money on that. It was money that Alpha Pup didn't really have to spend yet because they were a brand new label just trying to establish themselves, and they had different a different agenda as far as marketing and such that GSL had. I, um, like... Um mistakenly is the word, ignorantly is another word, you know, whatever word you want to use. I went over there, you know, like, under the impression that we're going to, like, if we spend 40 racks, 40,000 at, at GSL, we're going to spend 80 over here kind of shit to get, you know, because it's my second record right to get this shit going. I had no idea how label that, politics that The Alpha Pup was spent 80? Yeah, because they maybe, they, they must have had the money somewhere or could right. go get it because that's essentially what happened to GSL. They were broke all the time until money just appeared. Right. You know, but that's because of the people about, you know, that's good. There's, there's reasons for that. You know, yeah, they, like, yeah, there's, yeah. like Meek Mill said, so there's levels to this. Yeah. You know, to quote Meek Mill for an hour. You know, but with Alpha Pup, I just didn't really understand what was going on. Kev had a vision, an idea for the label and for the people on the label. But he still, like, has, it's like a director has a vision idea for a movie, but a producer has to get it made. Right. You know, so that's the kind of same thing. And I really just wasn't, all, like, on that, so. They didn't have the money, people. They had the vision, not the money. Yeah, and not, you know, not the, like, and not the, like, even real experience to do it like that. You know, because 
they didn't really have a grab. They weren't hanging out in Europe knowing that I had more of a fan base in Europe than I did in America because I was touring there most of the fuck time. You know what I'm saying? I was out there hanging with you and shit out there. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they that, that didn't even hit them in the head. You know, I was out there playing these big ass festivals, so you should sell my records in Europe first. Yeah. You know, like that. I had a. But uh, you knew that. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. I, was, I mean, I, I had, like, from working at a record store. You know, and working for labels in the past and being on a label where I kind of saw them do everything. Like when they did the shit, when they when I told them to do certain things, they didn't do that shit. We fucked up. When I told them to do certain things and we did do it, they kind of won. Yeah. So going over there where I was like like working for the label too, you know, like like low key or whatever, and being an artist on the label, which was just a bridge to establish me going to go work for them. You know, I, I had a certain insight into my career up to that point in my career, quote unquote. So that, you know, so essentially, you went out there to to establish Alpha oh, Pup in Europe. No, not at all. No, okay. I went out there to fucking like. It was a thing where I wasn't even able, like, I was dropping records out here, and I wasn't able to play shows for the record. I wasn't able to tour with any rapper. I wasn't able to play with. It. I could barely even sell half these records out here. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't able to be a, like no one thought I was a draw anywhere as far as hip hop went and everything like that. I wasn't on a rock label anymore, so I wasn't able to go have this access to tour all these rock dudes and play these bigger festivals and things. What, what year doing. are we at? Like we're at 06. 06, yeah, yeah. So and then that was also a time where people like record sales started getting all weird for some strange ass reason. So that doubled up too. Well, the internet. Internet, yeah, you know. So I just like with that I just went to Europe because I like fuck you know I'm, like, I'm gonna be out here. You get on, respect on. out there. You yeah, I was fans. able to at least I was able to at least work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, was, I was building this shit up, and then all of a sudden there was nothing to build up. You know, like you said, it was like you're doing like this, going up, going up, and all of a sudden whew, it's nothing. You know? Yeah. So I had to build this back up, or at least keep it going. The momentum. There was nothing. Was what because of the switch from GSL? Well, the switch from GSL to Alpha Pup was bad. Well, when I say bad, that's that's I have to say, I have to say that a certain way because I'm you know I'm coming from a label that even though GSO was kind of on its way out, it was still at that point it was established. It just had its ten year this. It was doing this. You know, Mars Volta was his like marquee group at that time. You know, right, who championed you? Yeah, exactly. They were the reason why I was on the label. You know, yeah. kind of thing. You know, one of the reasons. You know, so it, it was like there was a lot of momentum and everything to be based off of that to go clear into something else. You know. And so when I went over to Alpha Pub, I'm bringing all that momentum over there, thinking that that could be taken advantage of. Just keep going, keep what we were doing over here. Just you know, like have the same distro deals lined up, have the same this, have the same that. You know, place ads in the same magazines, and we'll do it. You know, we're going, we'll do more of it. And it was a thing of like me and Thavius did Labways. So it was like not even an afterthought. It was supposed to come out on GSL, but it didn't. So Mike Reagan put it out on his label just because he couldn't yeah. drop the Shapeshifter record or something like that. He happened to have a deal with um, Mush or whatever. And it came out and did more than anybody thought it would do. You know, just okay. as far as like you know, no like public awareness and such. So, um, but, like we were on the cover of Herb magazine and all this other weird shit over it. You know, like they had almost next to no money for press on that. It was just kind of one of those things that like, like organically popped. happened. It just, it just happened. popped. Yeah. You know, which is how shit's supposed to be. Yes, you just, you it's just, not anymore ever hardly. No, nah, really. you know, and that was the end of that too. Yeah. By the way, that was the end of how shit's supposed to be. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's a thing of like. We're thinking now it's on. Now we're on. Now all this shit's cracking. You know, we're at the tail end of everybody doing everything every which way. So we're thinking, you know, but now we did, it wasn't the tail end yet in our minds because now we're on. So it must be going on. You know, you didn't realize you're, you're like hanging on the caboose of a train with your legs like flailing in the wind kind of shit. You think you're sitting in a train dining car eating some food with right, fucking right. Suzuki and, motherfucking, <laughs> yeah. and like you and fucking like Ben Drury or some shit. You know, right, like that right. kind of thing. So it turns to a thing of like all, all of a sudden... It goes from doing all this shit a certain way and then building up to like doing it a whole different way, which could have been looked at as a new way, but not yet because it was too new on some Mark Twain shit. If it's too new, it must be a bunch of kooks doing it. You right. know, it ain't, it ain't found it yet. 
you know, so it was a lot of like, you know, a, a lot of doors that were barely open, just pow, being closed right away. And so for me, that was like crazy as fuck. I just couldn't even hang. And it, it would happen in Europe too, but it took, it's always like two years. That's what okay. it was. Up until the internet started banging everything instantaneously, like the concentric circle would go wherever you're from, around the rest of the area, then it leaves out, you know, so it takes two years for you to really blow up or blow down, That's what you know? you're saying, yeah. So... Like the two, I, I still Isn't have. Isn't it faster now? Yeah, now it's like a, a two months, three yeah. months, you know? Like, and that's what you have to keep doing shit, you know? Yeah. Or at least just keep being in the public eye. Like, if you're not gonna make a 15 records because you, you have no substance in your music, at least be on tour for 15 months straight, playing right. with anywhere and everywhere, which is old school shit, but now, yeah. just, and now it's just to keep people's attention. Which was once upon a time, it was just to fucking get people's attention. Right. You know, so that's a crazy thing. But, um, with Europe, I still had, like, you know, I had booking agents out there. You know, I, I was able to still go out there. I, I put a record out just for Russia. So I went out to Russia for like nine days and saw what they were doing in Moscow and St. Petersburg. You know, I was able to drop weird shit That's out. Dope. You know, like, yeah, just be weird. We can still be doing weird shit and not have to be on blank, blank recordings. You know, I have my own label, like business espionage audio recordings or bear for short. So I was putting out shit here and there, a bunch of digital shit, and which was actually super popular up until, you know, it came time to try to do physical shit and we couldn't do any physical shit, you know? And they just because you had didn't have the funds to yeah just, exactly yeah. to do it the way it should be done you know yeah. so um a lot of those artists you know had bounced to better situations as they should have done even if we dropped their records you know yeah. what I'm saying because you, you it should be a thing where you progress you know what I'm saying like unless you just are invested in this and you, you might as well, then that's your shit then right. you build on your investment you know but it, like to me it was always about the progression like I was trying to do records for like Big Dada and shit like that yeah. you know what I'm saying they were down which was odd it was odd it was like June 14 2010. You know, I hit up Will Ashen, and then I turned the record into him and shit, because they were hitting me, like, what's up, what's up, what's up? Finally turned some shit in. Didn't hear from him. I'm living in Brussels at the time. Fucking, and I, this is going, I don't even know which direction I'm going in from this. Like, I, at this point, I lived in Europe for a few years. Okay. Made music, did every kind of weird show, did, like, experimental shows, like, whatever. Did everything you could go do real quick. You know, like, emceed with all types of dudes. Like, was hanging out in Glasgow with all the Lucky Me dudes when they were just starting all that kind of shit up. Hanging out in England with these fools. Like dating, just living, living the, the, the life of an artist, the yeah, life of a traveling artist. Exactly, like a just setting artist in your mind, traveling yeah. dude. You know, so at whatever point, I and I'm out in um, Brussels, and I like you know I get this email back from these dudes, you know about how bohemian. They, yeah, but be all bohemian artists. Yes, I'm being the bohemian man. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking. <laughs> no, for no, no, it's good. I'm glad you found that word because I was wondering myself. Um, yeah, and they said they just couldn't fuck with the record. You know, okay. they were bummed out. They were they liked it. They're bumping it all the time. They just couldn't put it out because. They had lost a gang of money, fucking with a lot of stuff from that whole zone of underground yeah. hip hop, primarily from this area, you know. Yeah. Because they made they signed a couple records that probably didn't do with them for them what they should have. If they're looking at their metrics like, oh, K the I, Thavius Bay, Bus Driver, Spank Rock, you know, it's, it's two right. different fucking things. Right. And if you're sitting, if your parent company is like, well, let me see the four Americans you signed. Hmm, which right. one is winning? We're gonna move with Spank Rock. Yeah. 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 You know. So and I mean and, and Naeem and then that's that shit is tight. That, yeah. they were, that was sure. new as fuck at the but time. It's different, but it's different, you know. So like with that, that was for me messed my head up a lot because that was my one chance. I thought of like finally getting in the zone I need to be in, so I can go from there. That would have been me being at zero. Like finally, you guys are gonna be able to get what I'm doing from the area it's coming from. I'm not on these weird ass like fringe rock label where I'm the rap version of the right. locust and they're motherfucking crazy you know I'm not over here on this brand new electronic label that every damn day they're redefining what their sound style image ID is going to be for the next five right. years right it was something that 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 was that was established yeah so therefore I could be over like an, I was like finally an established artist the dude had been doing it for 15 plus years yeah. selling it for 15 
finally can go be over at a spot where they do it, do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was hoping for. That's what I wanted the entire time, to be so, very honest. So, so where you at now? Now I'm chilling. Now it's like a thing of, like, after all that kind of stuff and some more shit, you know, I just, like, looked at it like, well, I'm going I'm to I'm make records and do these kind of things, but I got to do it in an art way because I'm about this art shit first. You know, like, art being, like, looking at this as an artistic slant, not looking at this as some provocative slant based on the idea of some monetary you know, inflammation that may pop up out of happenstance, you know? So it's like, once upon not, 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 not count on it for, for your livelihood. Livelihood and shit. Nah. And just then, and, and do just it because do you it. love it. Yeah. And then that way I can be as, as innovative as I can see fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's healthier. Yeah. You know, like you, and like for the ego, you always want an outlet, you know, like, I mean, that's the whole thing. All this great, like, fuck, man. Like, I, I, we, we hit so many nails and, like, halfway in the head during this, you know, this podcast. Sure, sure. You know, because it's like, there's a, it's a long-ass story that's never been told. So, you know, everybody, you know, wants their story to be told in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you always want that kind of outlet in your life, in your mind. You know, if once you've tuned into that zone, some people don't want that at all. They don't want you to know who they are. Right. They don't want you to know a second about them. Right. They can live and die and you not know them and they're fine. Other it's people, sad though, right? It's sad as fuck, but not you know it like. But maybe maybe it's it, honorable as it, well. It's it's. I think it, it, it that truly is what it is because it's a case by case thing. It's like if I knocked on the door of the dude across the street, he's just doing his fucking thing, and I never knew that dude or whatever it is. I don't need to be all invasive in this world. So I ask him to write down his life on a piece of paper right. and tell me about it and all this other shit. And can I interview about you know? I don't need to know nothing about this dude. But the minute this person puts themselves out there. Where it's something that comes right, from... Right, you're a rapper. I already know. Yeah, you know, like any of that. Yeah, exactly. You're, te- you're telling your story. Or, or you you want to tell your yeah, story. Yeah, you're a storyteller. You yeah. know, because you could be a songwriter of any ilk. And like, with rock, it's more interpretive. So people want to go... They want to go dig more into the story and more into the yeah. story. Because they want to see what makes you come up with all this shit that's making their soul stir. Rap, it's like a fucking... It's like a subtitle under a, a news report that's translating to you what it really is. So people feel like they're getting the story from the from the source right there. That's why they're so interested in authenticity. Like if it's about some fake, if you're being fake, they want they can't want they can't fuck with you because you're you're giving people information. They need to know what this is. Right. Like it, it used to be the word rap used to be the word on the street. Then it used to be like the voice of a generation. Then it was like the product of the environment. Then it, you know it was all these different things that was really relaying to a message being spread to a group of people who were looking for a message. You know what I'm saying? That's what it always was. And like once it start, once people kind of figure that out, that's when it start getting all funny stuff. Because now the message gets all loped out with like drugs and like like you know all this scandalous shit you can get in, you know all this kind of stuff. That's what the message is getting polluted, you know, or diluted. And like with rock and these other musics, well, I mean electronic music, it's like a fucking tone in your head. It creates a soundtrack in your mind for your situation. So people like just to hear some shit, not to think about shit. They can just zone out and play some music, you know, yeah. and zone out and dance. It's like you know like. Like tribal mind thing, like you know, like magic shit. You can just be in like you know a meditative zone. And yeah, everything. yeah. With other other musics, they dictate a form and idea. So they're like, if it's not a cultural thing, that's a religious purpose, or some kind of like classical chamber music that's dictating like you know a, a line of logic that's like so so elitist, you know, that you have to and arist, you know, aristocratic where you have to walk in already on a certain level right. to even deal with it. To where if somebody says the two words classically trained or you want to shoot them in the face because you already know that means a list of fucking Juilliards and schools and, you know, all this kind of, you know, like high-end, right. high-society shit that doesn't even apply to you if you're doing some other shit, you know? So, I mean, these things, they denote ideas. So, for hip-hop and all that kind of stuff, the idea it gets is straight from the street, straight from the world, straight from the block or whatever. And all we've been trying to do is improve upon these ideas because we're... 
we're, our brains are progressing as we come from these environments. So we're trying to tell our stories the way that they should be told and heard or whatever they should be told, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. And we're trying to progress the idea based on the progressions that's happened in our lives. Like, it's not 1960 fucking five. It's not 1980 fucking one. So therefore, I'm not going to talk like it's 80 fucking one or 65. Like, this, these struggles of old aren't the struggles of new. Right. You know, and the, so the sound of old isn't the sound of new. You know, so it's like it's always been on us to progress, like be a reflection of like a funhouse mirror like a reflect and a prism at the same time a reflection of what's going on while shining out in a different direction a whole different form and maybe breaking that down to all of its core elements but at least letting you see that that's a core element to be broken down yeah you know a lot of times people take all this for face value because they need a scaffolding to let them their psyche grow within you know so it's very easy to memorize all these words and cling to them and relate to them because now you can re you regurgitate them at verbatim and all of a sudden become this kind of person this kind of thing in your head that's greater than the sum of your parts which is just your mom and dad and your your shitty life or whatever that you don't have a, a way to express unlike you or me you know who've been blessed with that way so we can talk for ourselves first but then that word ends up transmitting to a bunch of other people who relate more with me i felt jealous as fuck yesterday with you because i'm like this is a fool who has been able to say what he's needed to say wanted to say had to say for the duration to the maximum amount of people who are there to hear the message and, he, and he's only been able to magnify that amplitude over time it was never been a point in time unless you wanted to be a point in time where you all of a sudden looked up and had 50 fans because you couldn't drop a record, you know? Like, Well, I had less people last night than normal, but that's, well, I mean... It was just still a packed house. It was still full, yeah. It was still a full house, you know? Like, I think it was many people that you could fit in that room. If you did it downstairs, they probably would have been more downstairs. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's yeah, not about yeah. that. It's more along the lines of, like, it gets to this point where I'm like, damn, all I ever wanted was, like, we start with the Project Blow thing and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted motherfuckers to be, to get it. And the, the amount of people who should get it, get it and have it and hold on to it and get more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never I never wanted it to be a thing where it's this damn delicacy that's that's elitist to some and held and smoked out to others because all you get is too much of it. I wanted it to be a thing where the people who were supposed to understand it understood it the first time. Right. You know, and kept understanding it. And then you they grow with you, you grow with them. And then they, then the culture in turn grows. Like, young, younger people come out and grow right. with it. And then right. newer people, you know. I never wanted to be this kind of hit, miss, hit, miss, hit, hit, miss, miss, hit, 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 and pretty soon so I got... So do, do you feel, but do you feel uh, regretful about anything, or, or, or not regretful, that's the wrong word, do you feel that things have not, have gone a different way than you would have preferred? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and sometimes I do feel regretful because I feel like there are certain things I could have did, maybe, or could have done to, like, show, like, to juice out one other avenue or something like that. But then I don't feel regretful on a lot of things because I was able to do exactly what I wanted to do right. the way I wanted to do it. I mean, you, yeah, you, you know, lived in Europe for a while. Yeah, put our records around. Yeah, and, you know. exactly. I, I, yeah, I wasn't suffering. I haven't been. Yeah, my, yeah, I haven't been in South Central for the last seventeen years. Right, so I'm wondering right. what's up. You know, like nah. But I, I def, I, I have. You know, I got peers yeah. and examples of how to do it. So I felt like you know I definitely could have did it at a higher level, not a higher level being on like a, a bigger But everybody level. feels that way. Oh yeah, I mean, you probably feel that way. I like, definitely feel that yeah, way. Yeah, you know, like, you know? And, it's, and it's well justified, but then when I go to your show like last night, I'm like, well fuck, fool, you're locking it the fuck down. What more right. do you need? You right. know what I'm saying? You could be on any label as long as it's looking like this, what the fuck else, that, they got it. You got a room full of fools singing your fucking songs. Right. Like at will. You know, they but got... it's never they, enough. It's, it's never, never enough. enough. You're right. It's never <laughs> enough. And it never will be for a person who's creating and trying to be out. But that was my whole point, too. It's like, when I do all this low... Like, the low-level shit, making 100 tapes here. Yeah. You know, um, like, uh, like 33 shirts, you know, with Jack Parsons' face on them. And some, you know, all this crazy shit. 
you know, like I know I'm hitting everybody who's tripping the first time and I'm making, you know, I'm making a story to be told, yeah. you know, that will be culminated in some gallery show at the end of the year or whatever. But it's not, like, you know, it isn't like last night. Because at the core element, I'm coming from last night. I'm coming from shit where a fool's up there busting with a mic in his hand for a room full of motherfuckers that are hanging on every word. You know, because they're supposed to because every word is the shit. And it belongs where it belongs. And the dude up there is doing his shit. The dudes down there are doing their shit. And both things are right and they make sense. Like, that's where I came from. Now I'm making it what I want it to be because, I mean, I've been, I've had my share of those things. I've been, yeah. you know, I'm not, like, I, like you said, I've done my thing, you know. Yeah. But, like, when you can come full circle and, it's, and it be... The sheer, the essence of it, and full, and it's still that, and it's still, it's, it's, it's 100% that. It's not diluted, yeah. it's not, in fact, it's more turned up, it's even better, you know, because it's gotten refined. Then you're like, damn. I, th- you know? I think it's, it comes down to like, what do you do? Like, you know, we're, you're 35, I'm, yeah. I'm 35. Oh, yeah. It's like, what, you know, what do you do with, with age? Like, you know, yeah. I, do we keep, doing it the same way you develop you have to develop obviously obviously, you have to change yeah yeah um I guess you know it really comes down to just the day to day like how you work how you write how you you know how you like where you point that how you think about that um you know you don't you, you can't you can't work from that that place of like of worrying too much about how it'll be received and stuff, you yeah. know? I mean, that's, that's how I started not giving a fuck. Just, like, I was amped. The people I was tripping off of were tripping off what I was doing. It's hard to maintain that, though, right? Because yeah. once you start seeing your peers, Dude. you know, and, and, you know, you say that about me, but I, I say that about tons of other people yeah, that exactly. do a lot better than me. Yeah. So, like, you know, once you start seeing that, that you want that, and then you, you have this, like, so you, you want you want respect from people, and I, yeah, I have that same thing, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just think though too, as long as you're creating and like the you're progressing in the creation, that's you know that's all that really can matter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. it's like you hope that everybody who's appreciated your previous contributions sticks around for the next one, and they understand where you're going with it, and they appreciate that too. Yeah, you know, and you just can only hope like be it your contribution, be it a photo. Be it a fucking some written piece in the goddamn you know Wall Street Journal, whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, like something that 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 hits, you know, and and makes some sort of difference in the world, exactly, and affects people. Yeah. That's what that's what we all are trying to do. I and, think. Oh, no, that's it. You know, and the thing too, I remember this just crazy. I remember like I used to live in a certain part of downtown with it. I'd see this one just blown out ass dude, like this black dude with this all fucked up perm and shit, and he's always keeping his bad ponytails, real. Just disheveled walking dude. I'm like, who the fuck is this fool? I'd, I'd like sneak up on him and take pictures of him for Instagram. He wouldn't even notice me. I was like as close to him as I am to you right now. Like, right. wow. And he's like, you know, I like, just, that's inhumane as fuck right there. Yeah. But, you know, when I, I was, I used to be on that bullshit until I got caught for that shit. And I, now I'm not on that no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, one day I got in a conversation with this dude. Because I would see him around. So then finally I'm like, oh, how you doing? You know, I would make eye contact with him and say, what's up? Because I think this be, I would feel like it's disrespectful to go look at somebody and not talk to him and shit, you know? And, um, after one time we started talking I don't know He's why like, I used to be Lionel Richie <laughs> nah dude damn near dude he used to be in a band and shit really yeah he wouldn't say which band said he was real good he was like real uh-huh. he was real coy about it so I could tell he was like he was into some shit you know cause like some certain, like it is Hollywood man motherfuckers Commodore's bass player some yeah shit. some shit yeah yeah like, like Nigel Goodrich's homie or something. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, that, guy, yeah. that guy did dirty for the damn, like, three guitar licks or something. Like, yeah. He was saying he came up with some ill styles, 
Fools ran with the style, like the same, the same market. He's just bitter, over bitter as fuck, living in like the smoker ass fucking house and shit, like the little single and shit, like smoked out, like all mad, all but on his shit, like still, like you know, like I mean, he was saying, like when you were talking to him, he's like, you know, things like yeah, if you want, you know, the whole thing is if you try and do this in your room, you know, like cool, go do it in your bedroom, don't tell nobody about it, make as much as you want to, listen to it, you know what I'm saying, play it for a friend, cool, that's it. But the minute you want to start doing this. And like you know, putting records out, there's a certain line of logic you have to follow. You know, he's broken down. I'm like, damn, yeah. you know. And I'm like, yeah, you're yeah, right. He does his shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you can tell he's a casualty of the game. Right, right, a, right. a cautionary tale. Yeah. And that's my my whole scary thing was that when I saw that, that hit me, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be this motherfucking fool at all. Right. Because it's like, to be honest with you, that was the whole thing. Who stole what from whom? How do you feel on these Cannot other motherfuckers? Th- that mentality will fucking ruin will you. Mur- it will body yeah. you, homie. Yeah. You're a fucking zombie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're you're the living dead. Everything right. you did already happened. Then that, well, I heard some know. quote. I think it was a Mandela quote. And he said, and uh, I, I, maybe, the, maybe I'm getting this totally wrong, I think. But they said, you know, are, are you still angry at the people that had you in prison or whatever? And... Uh, Say so, yeah, then 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 you're still in prison or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Anyway, no, that's no. You know what though? That's the realest of shit because, like, I man, I've had you know situations with people that I, I'm friends with now still. You know, like that just went did not go good. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it's like it sucks because you're like with business with your friends. If you don't do business, if the business doesn't get done right. You know, you're not going to be this... You never do business again, number one. But number two, you're not going to be friends like you were before the business was done. Right. Unless you were already really good friends. You know, so it sucks because I know I lost a few good friends in the game because of doing business with dudes. Sure, that was, it like, happens. That, yeah. yeah, you know, it happens. But then I also think it's a thing of like, I was bitter for a long time, you know, because, this, you know, these questionable business things happen questionable to me, not necessarily to anybody who hears these stories and shit. Sure. But then it was also a thing where people are still doing business. Maybe they're doing better after this questionable shit. And maybe I'm doing worse in my mind. You know, who right, knows? Right, you know, right, like right. doing worse while I'm chilling in Berlin, looking out the window, not, not working a day in my life. You exactly. Know? What's better and what's yeah. worse? It's yeah, it's hard, subjective hard to say. Fuck. Yeah. But, that's, but there you go. It's a thing of like, if you let it, whatever, if you let it get you, it will get you. It could be the damn clown. It could be a fucking shadow. Yeah. It could be that one gun that you're waiting across your path. You're looking for this bullet to shoot you. You know, it could right. be whatever. It could be your career that you think is failing. It could be your career that you never had. You know, if you're looking for it to get you, it will get you. You know, so the only thing you can do is stay one step ahead of it. You know, if it to you is failure, stay one step ahead of failure. Yeah. If it to you is stagnation, stay one step ahead of stagnation. If it to you is being bored because you're, I don't know, stay one step ahead. Like, keep beating it over the head with a bat called the future and it will not fuck with you you know like a lot of people were all mad that this shit was getting stolen from them because they didn't have much you know they, they were hoarding motherfuckers right. had like one thing and there's like that one little dirty ass plate with your name on it and your heart you're all like oh, my plate don't touch my dirty plate so fuck you my plate don't right. get off my fork you know like right. and it's like dog I got there's a fucking cabinet full of china over there full of good it's my plate one this yeah. one plate yeah. but it got chips on it it's like a little piece of mold you ain't even washing the fucking plate fool I don't give a fuck fuck you I'll do what I want with my plate yeah. you know that's essentially what you know fools got taken out by the one plate syndrome you know yeah. Yeah. like when reality we were like in a china shop you know the bull was outside letting the, like wait I won't fuck the china shop up yet you can have as much right. china as you want to no I got this plate I don't need yeah. nothing you know you know what I mean and that's a real extreme way to use this analogy but it's like if you sit there and hoard something that could always be improved upon. You're not a. You're not improving upon it. B. You're not doing nothing with it. You're hoarding it. You just got that shit in a box, chilling somewhere, aging like it's some fucking Jordans or some or some fine wine. When, and maybe they did get done dirty a bit. 
But you gotta but, let it go. Then what? Even if they did, you still gotta let yeah, it go. Yeah, but it's a then what situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then what? You like, still gotta live your life. Yeah, who are you, AC alone, and then they give you fucking t- two out of five stars because your shit's too dope? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're too complex. You wrote a complex right. ass record that was so ill that the average fucking pop fool couldn't get it, so they can't be on your dick that hard. I would be, that have me jacking off in the mirror. Right. You know, <laughs> like, I, I outwitted these writers. Fuck yeah, fool, you can't break down one line in my bra. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like, but no, that's not the case because we all want that little piece of, um, Validation from that source. Yeah. You know, so if the source is a reputable source and they don't fuck with us, we feel sad. Yeah. Or we feel some type of way, whichever some type of way means to you, you know? Right, right, right. So it's like. We got to roll to this comedy. Yeah, let's thing, go. Yeah, let's, I hate to say it. No, nah, man, yeah, for real. I guess, yeah. I, I like right. how I, I feel like every time we'll talk about a little thing and then you can just go into you, a dissertation. Oh, yeah. You, got, you have a way, man. You should have your own podcast, actually, if you want to know the truth. All right, I've been here. Gino Marks at his house. Yeah, I'm Gino Marks. Um, in Highland, in Highland Park. Yep. Otherwise known as Subtitle. Yeah, but not really anymore. Not really anymore. Uh, 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 Giovanni form- Marks. Yeah, formerly known as Subtitle. Full name. Yeah, subtitle, if That's you don't right. know. Because people could That's figure right. out something by Subtitle. I knew that. Yeah, you, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I want to take one more photo in front of, in front of Wayne Gretzky or, oh, or yeah. Sean Penn, whoever that is. <laughs> Sean Gretzky. And uh, yeah, what, signing off. Say, say bye to the peeps. Bye bye to the peeps. Merci Publi, pour favor, poni le amour un de tishin table. Okay. So that was that was my trilingual attempts. Thank you guys so much for listening once again to another episode of The Wandering Wolf. It's a pleasure bringing these to you. I'm back in Cincinnati. Uh, Memorial Day. Uh, what happened that was good I went to the ultimate oh yes my cousin Hannah is on the the Tufts uh, that's a that's a college in Boston ultimate team women's ultimate team and she's a co-captain uh, they're badass and they made it to not the finals finals but the, but like the the final competitions which starts with the quarterfinals I guess so they made it to like the quarterfinals in uh which happened coincidentally here in Cincinnati or actually in Mason Ohio uh this past weekend so they played a game I actually missed it Josiah and Liz picked me up from the airport from New York and we went straight to the game but right as we got there they lost sad sad times but it was okay so we went yesterday to the finals finals and saw the men's finals as Colorado versus North Carolina very very uh ostentatious display of athleticism yeah just some 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 real real artists on the field there good game so that's what I did since I've been home and my so my whole family was in town like uh, my aunts and uncles and, and cousins were here on my mom's side. That was cool. Did a lot of eating, you know, as as we do with the families. Facebook.com slash, I've just realized it's Yoni.Wolf1, I believe. I think I told you the wrong address at some point. Anyway, 
find me there and then you can you can see all my dates and stuff like that because I, I will be going out for more dates I want to make sure you all hear about it. And I'll, I'll mention them here too. Oh, Texas. Texas, June 11th, Denton, Texas. June 12th, Austin, Texas. I'm coming to you. So please, if, if you're in, in those towns, let all your friends know. I've been finding that I, I don't know how to get across to people that I, I'm performing in places, okay? I was in New York uh, last weekend and played a show there there was a fine amount of people there it ended up being fine but before the show I'm like worried about it and I you know I'm walking around I got recognized like four times in New York just randomly like somebody coming up are you are you Yoni Wolf yeah yeah oh by the way I'm playing a show this and they're like what no one knows you know it's like how do you you can only put shit up on Facebook so much you don't want to annoy the people that follow you there and probably they see it, and then there's a whole slew of people that never see it that would come to the show. So that, that I don't know how to get across to a wide swath of people. What do I need to do there? I just want the people that would come to know about it so that they can decide whether they want to come or not. Does that make sense? I'm not, I, I don't need right now to advertise and to be like, you know, getting outside of my own circle of people that would, would go to the shows. But I just want the people that would go to know that it's happening. So let your friends know. Let your people know. Denton, Austin, June 10. No, June 11, June 12. And I'll try to set up some more dates, trying to do some Midwest stuff later in the summer and uh, whatnot. This Friday, Cincinnati, Ohio, Fountain Square, why? Big show. Big show. Free show. Free show. If you live in surrounding areas, come. It's going to be a big party. It's outdoors. It's free. It's Friday night. It's good stuff. That's Friday night, May 30th or 31st. I don't know which day. I think it's 30th. I think it's 30th. All right. I'm going to sign off here. Um, yeah. Take it easy and keep wandering. <laughs> Something like that. I want to know you. What does that mean? No me. No me. Nobody knows anyone else ever. We'll never ever know me. Giovanni Marks, I'm sitting on a satellite, I'll never have a valentine, my heart is on the dotted line, next to the X, and I see you on the internet, I see you at the bar tonight, straight across the room, and now you're throwing me the high sign, for like the 15th time, you may like lanes, but you're still on my mind, with your phone number, you got the major skin in nine, ask me to slumber, I will decline, I may look nice, but I'm not that kind, if you wanna run up this, so you can have a conversation, in order to see what I'm about, I'll save you more time, I'm too complex for your basic doubt, I'm out there playing the game, while you're riding the pine, we're not the same as a rule, but as long as you know that it's cool, and you won't be the Back 
to the rhyme. The first verse was a distraction at perfect time. Time for some action act. I'm like, no, keep it 100. And she's like, yeah, I really want a Wonder Woman. That's the bottom line. I'll never try to love another lady with one in my life. I met a lot of winners and a lot of them I really like, but then they never last a winner. So I'm cold at night. Oh, well, stay so low to excel. If I can't find the partner to prevail with me, then that's okay. I won't fail. I keep a crap. That is my technique. If she thinks it's weakness, she needs some braille. That is subjective. Purple critique and come roll with me because you know I'm ill. Let's speak on frequent kick it all weekend and then on Monday you'll say I'm chill. Way about it, it's just like heaven. Say the wrong thing and it's 187 to 11. If you took my heart again, love will tear us apart again. Tears fall hard inside of my eyes. So I walk in the street in the rain in the night with a pain in my heart like a knife in my side. I, I just died on your arms tonight. clown it could be a fucking shadow yeah it could be that one gun that you're waiting across your path you're looking for this bullet to shoot you you know it could right. be whatever it could be your career that you think is failing it could be your career that you never had you know if you're looking for it to get you it will get you 